Hello and welcome to the wildest wildcard episode in We Will Rank You podcast history. Yes, every 10 episodes, every 10 episodes on the fives, we don't rank an album on this podcast. We choose something completely different to rank. And tonight we are ranking the year-end countdown for 91XFM, a San Diego radio station from the year of 1983. Uh, here with me is always from points in Colorado, Northern California, and Southern California. We've got Sam, Jim, and Dan. Say don't, hello. Don't don't forget that I'm in. Hello. Don't forget that I'm in Baja California, Mexico. Mexico. Oh, aquí está Eddie. Look <laughs> at Baja you. California. Mexico. Well, are we, you really right now? That's so no, good. No, I love in, that in you my guys are soul. Doing I am though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have listeners from all over the world, which is so interesting. We learned today that we have listeners in what eighteen countries. I still yeah, can't 18? believe it. Still can't. Poland's believe it. number two. Poland beats UK. And Poland has pulled ahead of it. England. Holy moly! I wonder who's responsible for that. Jeez. <laughs> so yeah. um, sounds like a World Cup score. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> well, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Not if you watch Poland today. They oh. got through. They got through. Anyway. But anyway, some of you, no matter where you are, have heard a little song from a band called Wall Voodoo called Mexican Radio that was written about the sounds that come across the Mexican border to the Southern California region that we grew up in. And... I wanted to talk about that a little bit because the station that we're talking about uh, falls into this category. So let me tell you a little bit about 91X FM. Okay, uh, it's it's known in some circles as a border blaster. Uh, it was legal and cheaper for an American company to own and operate a station that was broadcast from Mexico, which had lighter laws about its broadcast range. So the station started as XEAC from the Agua Caliente Resort in Tijuana on January 7th, 1934. Uh, it broadcasted at several frequencies before finally changing its call letters to XETRA and settling on 690 AM, which we all grew up listening to. The Mighty uh, 690. So it was known as the Mighty 690. I'm wearing a Mighty 690 t-shirt. So we talked about that on, on Dan's episode, uh, more than uh, about 1980, more than any other episode that we've done, because we kind of cut our teeth at least uh, jim and dan did listening to top 40 on this station and sam you were in la as a youth did you hear at the mighty 690 i, I, don't, I don't remember oh no I, it, I, it was all fm for me okay so uh, in 1968 the owners of the station received a concession for a new fm station uh which was kind of a new thing in the 60s and 70s with the call sign x e t r a f m which jim just spoke in spanish uh, as as we listened as kids they had to do these station ideas that were spoken in Spanish. So those are the call letters. And I, I think I heard it wrong. I think I've heard it wrong. All this is so it's FM, extra FM, which I somehow hadn't heard wrong. I don't know. Um, I know those are the call letters, but somehow I was hearing it wrong. Anyway, so that was given to them at the frequency of 91.3 megahertz. 
at first, the station broadcasts with 3,000 watts from the AM transmitter site in Playas del Rosarito, which was 15 miles south of the broad of the, um, the U.S. Eventually, the station switched from 91.3 to 91.1, which is what we great, all listen to it on. Great decision. And began broadcasting with 100,000 watts from a new transmitter site atop San Antonio, just across the border in Tijuana that could easily reach all over Southern California. Until 1989, programming, programming was either recorded in San Diego and then driven across the border several times a day wow. to be played there. No. Or DJs would do live shifts from the studio there. So, okay, I got to ask you guys. I had no idea. I had no idea either. I, I mean, for a long yeah. time. I mean, I've been living a lot. I thought That's it was amazing. like this bouncing thing that came from whatever, San Diego, Tijuana, and then got broadcasted. Well, okay, I guess Sam said you knew. I didn't know as a kid. Right. That they were, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. were in I, Mexico. No. I was today years right, old. Right. I knew they were in Mexico as a station, but I guess I never really thought about what that meant for the DJs. Right. Yeah, so satellite technology came along in 1989, uh, finally, and they didn't have to go down there. But for, uh -huh. for years and years and years, uh, they did. So 91X, as, as, a, really? as a name, uh, was born in 1978. They started as a classic rock station run by a guy named John Lynch, a former Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker who would eventually own 20 stations that were sold to the country's largest radio network, Clear Channel, which made them the biggest network in the world, probably. Um, and it got him enough money to buy the San Diego Union Tribune. So mm -hmm. he was a big guy, but he kind of like was just still getting started when when Nineonex was doing its thing. You're so, gonna talk. Um, you're gonna talk about his son, right? I'm not. Oh, but you. But he, that's so Hall funny. Hall of Famer John right. Lynch. Yeah, yes. Yes. Safety. Anyway. Yes, and then became a general manager. Yeah. Yeah. Of Brock. the Niners. Ah, baby. Of the boy. Niners. Okay. There you go. He's he's driving he's driving their success now. Still, is he? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. He's like he's the he's the guy running it right nice. now. Nice. I saw that he was inducted into the Hall of Fame, so I wasn't sure if that was like a yeah a long go. That was as a player, yeah. Gotcha. So after years of being the third rated rock station in town behind KGB and KBRI, the very conservative Lynch hired Rick Carroll to switch the format to quote rock of the eighties. Carroll had converted LA's KROQ into a hugely popular modern rock station in 1980. So on January 11th, 1983, DJ Mad Max Tolkoff played Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, scratched the needle across the record to usher in a new era, and played Berlin's <laughs> Sex as the very first song at the wrong speed because he wasn't familiar with it and didn't notice oh, so. my, god. oh my god talk about wow. way, way to show off your new cred yeah really okay who was listening at that moment not me i was were i you? was wow. yes. and they were so they were uh there were people i just remember the broadcast there were a few people in the room and uh when they scratched it it was it wasn't universally accepted as a good thing you know what i mean like well no 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 you know of let's course. Let it play it. yeah of course. Uh, but but i don't remember sex being played at the wrong speed probably because mm -hmm. i didn't know it either you know <laughs> right oh so they went new way the, the song or the thing <laughs> it was in 1983. <laughs> what, so, and what day? What day was that? January 11th, 1983. So K Rock had a three-year head start on 91X uh -huh. for being alternative. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, and they went and got the exact same that. guy to come down and do it. And he yeah, was, and he ended up sense. consulting a lot of other stations as well. So. 
almost overnight, 91X not only passed up the two other rock stations, but became the number one station in town. They played up the fact that the station was not just music, but a lifestyle. By year's end, they were producing a magazine, a TV show, and produced the first ever major American radio station concert, which was X-Fest. And they packed Jack Murphy Stadium. Do you guys remember this? What year was it? 1983. I wanted to go so bad. But here's who played the very first alternative radio rock show. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, the Stray Cats, Bow Wow Wow, the Ramones, Modern English, and the Flirts. So damn fantastic. good, fantastic lineup. Damn good, um, good start. So, I'd go to that today. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, minus minus a few people that aren't around, but I suppose. Uh, so, like KROQ had done in 1980, they also pulled their listers for a year and countdown of their most popular songs of the year. So, like Dan did for our 19 epi- uh, 1980 episode, let's talk a little bit about the year 1983. What was going on that year? On the new space shuttle Challenger, Sally Ride became the first female astronaut in space. The compact disc was introduced. Amy Winehouse and Childish Gambino were born. Mm. (laughs) Oh, I got a thumbs down. Top movies in the country. Number five, War Games. Number four, Trading Places. Number three, Flashdance. Number two, Tootsie. What was number one? In 1983? Sam's guessing Risky Business. Gandhi. Reds. Oh, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back? Ooh, close. Oh, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Return Jedi of the Jedi, 83. Yes, and then TV shows, San Diego Zone, Simon and Simon was at number five, number four, the 18, number three, Dynasty, number two, 60 Minutes, number one? Magnum P.I. Well, good guess. Mash. A good guess. I wouldn't thought oh, Mash, yeah. too. Good guess. I thought this was earlier, but it was Dallas. Dallas. Wow. So, I don't know about you guys, but uh, in looking hard at what this year and countdown uh was all about i couldn't not look at some of the most popular music of the year did you guys do any looking around to see what was popular well i almost you know i do a different background for everyone for a video call and Mm -hmm. i've got the outsiders up which you didn't mention which is a criminal i love it i will in a minute um, actually i mean i was i was gonna put thriller because it was I mean, Thriller was born in 83. That's not nothing. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah. So I, I looked up a little. We actually listened to the entire top 100 last week and then tortured ourselves with all these like crazy third rate Laura Branigan uh, singles at the very bottom. Oh, top 100 Billboard singles yeah, 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 of the yeah. year, you mean? I okay. just like talking about what was popular in general. But when I yeah. looked at the album charts, it was really interesting how much those, there were a few do- albums that just dominated completely. I saw that. Because when I looked at Thriller, I wanted to make sure it was 83 and I ended up at a Wikipedia thing for yeah. 83. Uh-huh. And like, if I remember right, 30 of the 52 weeks are Thriller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then well, like another... About- 12 are synchronicity mm-hmm. something like that that was like <laughs> yeah, a second huge block right i remember one week was quiet riot and mm-hmm. mental metal health yeah that sounds which right is like, that sounds right yeah. and then, um I, I feel like there was one other album that was big that year yeah there was the first eight weeks and then it had also been number one the first or the last seven weeks of 1982 Wow. And that's Men at Work's business as usual. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, right. First album that I ever bought. So, And there's no Men at Work songs on the 83 are there? or the 91X. Ooh, no, I don't remember. None. No. None. It, it, None. Well, we'll get to it. but um, Maybe that's my should have been. Oh. No, because it was 82. It was 82. What year did Cargo come out? Maybe 84? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah Almost definitely not right away. Okay. Well, let's talk about what was happening with us in 1983. Let's go around the horn. Who wants to go first? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. I'll go. Volunteering Sam doesn't go work. First. 
In, in, 80, in 83, I was uh, living in Colorado. I was living in a mountain town in Colorado. Um, I think we might have gotten cable around that time. Um, so I was... And paved uh, roads. So I was... Do what? And paved roads. And paved... Well, some of the roads were paved already. <laughs> but yes, some were. We're talking about 1883 um, or... <laughs> <laughs> it, I, like I said, it was a mountain town. And, um, and so... Um, you know, like I was starting to hear some of this music around that time, maybe even a little bit before on um, the local station that I've talked about before. KBDI, the PBS Channel 12, uh, had a video station called Teletoons. Um, sometime I've mentioned FM TV. I wasn't going to do that tonight, but I did it anyway. Um, <laughs> Mark your bingo but, cards. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Mark your bingo cards. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I was seeing stuff like the Vapors and talking heads and uh tom tom club and you know a bunch of those types of videos so um so this music while not played on the radio here and i don't god i can't i think it was maybe the early 90s before colorado got a alternative station i think mostly that was the uh ktcl from um from fort collins like one of the college radio stations but anyway um they 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 did not play it it was colorado it was country music or it was am middle of the road or it was rock kbpi rock of the rockies you know so um, <laughs> great tagline <laughs> yeah it was it was great it was great commercial too um but uh but yeah we never um i, I didn't hear any of this back home i had to come to san diego not in 83 but i uh, eventually to hear this music oh i i assume that we would all say this but when was the first time you heard 91x is it when you went to college no um we got a timeshare on a sailboat so my dad was an airline pilot he knew uh some one of his friends that also lived up where i did um had a share on a sailboat so there was four people who were sharing a sailboat that guy bought his own boat this was on shelter island right mm -hmm. where humphreys by the bay sure. is um and uh so we bought into the uh slot that he uh left open on that boat and so we started going down i believe it was 85 is when we started going down there and so it would have been i would have heard 91x in 1985 nice so i'll get i'll get out of the way first um when I first listened to 91X, best guess would probably be 1984. Um, so guys, music, like so many things we've learned, is a spectrum, right? Like very few people listen to only one genre. Your tastes kind of broaden over time. And, you know, in the days of pre-Spotify, you often like stuck to a single radio station and you had to buy everything you wanted to listen to, as we've talked about before. Uh, so I think it was slower to happen, but I think of 1983 as the year that I started to really realize just how broad, like how much good music there was and how many different ways I could listen. Um, I've talked about this on other episodes, but I was a metal kid. I was all in on the metal, proud of it. Uh, Judas Priest and Van Halen were the logos nice. on my peachy folders, <laughs> uh, like screw everybody else, you know, screw all the other genres. And, uh, you know, I think my listening agenda was mostly set by my friends who had older brothers because my parents were like classical music and Barbara Streisand was it. So it was up to cooler, older brothers with dark windowed vans and shag carpeting 
that would point the way for like this is what i have to hear um and they were listening to to metal you know and so jim i know you mentioned this idea i already had this idea i gotta do it really quick this is my actual top five from 1983 if you ask 1983 me, mm. this is what I'm ranking. At number five, it's Bark at the Moon by Ozzy Osbourne, yes. which gives the problem of werewolves the serious treatment that it deserves. Oh, boy. <laughs> number four is Too Young to Fall in Love by Molly Crew, nice. which really taught me the appeal of sleaze in my music. And I spent hours staring at that album cover trying to figure out why they both sang about the devil and wore mascara and ripped lingerie. Um like I said, it's all spectrum. Number three, I'm going to go Sister Christian by Night Ranger. Is it metal? I'm not sure, but no. I mean, it's, it's, it's where the, yeah, early, powerful. right? Wow. Powerful, nothing. Got to be where the power ballad comes from. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know yeah, if yeah. I can name an earlier power bottle, that power ballad, power ballad. but uh, close your eyes, sing motoring, what's your price for flight? None of us is immune to that. That's no. just killer. It's good. It's good stuff. You know the key, motoring. Oh, you know yeah. the, oh, yeah, the key. Yeah. 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 What? Yeah. Uh, anyways, I don't know what it means. I don't care. Number two, The Trooper by Iron Maiden. Nice one. Generally speaking, guys, metal that sounds urgent about something vaguely Dungeons and Dragons is always the best metal. That's just a hard fast <laughs> rule. That's true. And number one, with a bullet, Photograph by Def Leppard. Oh, that's yeah. a good song. The song oh, that made me song. realize that heavy metal could actually just be pop with heavier guitars. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. glorious. So Photographs. thank you for that diversion. But guys, it was 1983 when a few of those Friends brothers, not all of them, started to listen to music that was clearly not metal. And I was like, what is that? And it got me to be what I'll call ska curious. Because <laughs> I was... <laughs> <laughs> you were just you just had that in the bag you just I, been holding that i was i think it really captures though like i was still listening to metal i was writing but i was like in my mind i was like i'm confused because all of a sudden i'm like i'm kind of mm -hmm. digging like english beat and madness and the specials those are the first three bands that i think of when I think of like what started to tempt me over to the other side of the wall, which is what it <laughs> right. felt like. And I was like, Wait, you're, what you're is like, that? what are these feelings inside? Yeah, me? exactly. I, I, I'm feeling kind of right? funny. And then a year later I was all in, it was Depeche and Oingo right. and OMD and all of that. Um, but I never fully locked, let go of the metal. And that's when I started to realize how much broader music was. So it was 91 X and KGB. It was definitely still not top 40. Cause fuck that. Like mainstream absolutely wasn't having it. Well. Um, Anyways, that was kind of my journey, and it's just interesting we picked 83, because I don't think 91 X was until 84, but 83 was when I started to be like, wait a second, what's that stuff? Which is, the rest is history. Oh my god! Wow. You actually prepared like an entrance into 91 X for this podcast. I love I it. I mean, it was kind that of, was I did amazing. some introspecting. I also don't have a job, so it gave me some time to think. <laughs> oh my god, that was great! That was great! So I have a, um, a semi-important question. Um, the year that the three of us that were in San Diego, uh, 1983, we were, we all turned 12. We were going, mm -hmm. it's the wonder years year. We were going from being the oldest mm. in our school um, into the youngest in our middle school mm. for, for people that, yeah. um, that don't know uh, the American school system. Did you guys go to the same elementary school? Did you know each other in 1983? Did you go to Curie? 
No, I went to Spreckles. Uh, Spreckles. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, you went to Curie Gym? Yeah. I didn't know that. So Jim went to elementary school mere feet from where I lived. Yeah. Just yeah. a few years There's later. Jones throw away. That's interesting. I, I moved I moved yeah. from Tulsa, Oklahoma. The last album I bought in Tulsa was Thriller. Um, <laughs> and I go to San Diego, California, because my dad has a new job and we're all moving. And my mom's, you know, Southern and really worried about her boy becoming a, a hippie drug addict, you know, in <laughs> California. Um, Which, I mean, can't blame her. <laughs> Give him a foul mouthed hooligans like yourself. Anyway, anyway so years. I don't know. I don't know anybody. I moved to San Diego um, and. I go, it's the first days of, of the new year. So this would have been the end of 83. Anyway, this is a boring story until I get to it. <laughs> I went up to a guy. Who well, let's judge that, nice. but go ahead. Yeah, I went up to a guy who seemed nice at school and I was like, hey, uh, do you want to skateboard home? You know, because I just needed a friend. By the and way, great opening line. <laughs> Always be closing. All, all, and also the uh, the plot of the of the um, song "Kick Push" by Lupe Fiasco. Okay, so uh, so you know everybody was at the bike rack, and this guy had a skateboard, and I did too. And I was like, well, you know, and you know, and you in in our school is right in the middle of our like community, so you can either be going east side or, or west side. And he was going east side, and I was like, I am too and so we skate home and a friendship is born and little do, little do i know that he has an older brother dan who is in athens georgian georgia at uh at university of georgia oh and yeah is into an amazing music and has just nothing but tdk 90 tapes that i am taking <laughs> the hell out, out of and you want to talk about ska curious i mean the first time i hung out with him he was like oh we're gonna invite our friend adam down from the um from the next house over we're going to put on stupid marriage by specials and we're all going to air band it jim you're on drums because you don't know <laughs> you don't know this song yet so just do the drums and i swear to god you know i was just in love i mean oh the, my the, god. the the tape collection got taped and i was just a new wave guy from there there on out ska new That's wave rad. whatever you want to call it. anyway love everything that. um and uh and 91x was just a way of life it was what we listened to um, I I can't believe we're doing 1983, the first year ever of of 91X in the new format. It is so good as we look at this list yeah, no. and uh, narrowing it yeah. down to a top five. Holy crap! But yeah, it was such an important part of my life. Every morning you wake up and you go to school. Uh, well, you wake up and take a shower and turn on 91X as you're getting ready to go to school that day. And yeah. it was my it was my amazing. radio alarm, right? Like it oh, that's the first thing I heard. So nice. good. And they used to do that one game where they would uh, uh play the first beats of a of a song and that tune sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. name that tune exactly. Oh, and I'll oh never God. forget being in the shower, not being able to run to the phone quick enough for the opening beats of Radio Free Europe by REM. <laughs> nobody got Great like one. ten callers in a row or like oh. guessing wrong, and I'm like, it's do 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 sound. Oh my God, I know those drum beats. Let me hit the phone. Anyway. And now now it's called Hurdle and sold to spotify for a million a billion dollars or whatever really <laughs> that's that same game oh yeah. god um but jim i'm glad you brought it up because um i'm i'm quite sure this has been the most agonizing 
of our assignments to date. Why not? Um, I feel like the more I listened to this list, the less clear I became. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, even just today, things were taking giant leaps. Like, um, and I think because you're to your point, Jim, we lived and breathed this stuff. Like, really trying to listen with fresh ears. Because to me, that was the that was the assignment. Like, it's 2022. Mm, What's your top five? Not where was I? And oh, I've heard this a billion times, but. If it was a song that like someone just said, listen to this. What? Anyways, I I, I struggled mightily this. with this. So so to, just to finish, the first two albums I bought in San Diego, Thriller ended uh, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. San Diego was begun with uh, Complete Madness, which is a Madness <laughs> Greatest Hits uh, thing, collection, uh-huh. and uh, Culture Club. Nice. And boy, boy, Great. was my mom worried about culture. <laughs> She's like, pack your boy things. George we're going back to Oklahoma. Worried. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, I, I still laugh at the fact that my parents never came into my room to take a look at that Motley Crue cover I was talking about. I was like, it's Shout at the Devil and Giant Red Light. Oh, my gosh. They didn't yeah. care. Oh, my gosh. Awesome. Well, I was... Like I said, uh, going from sixth into seventh grade, uh, ending my stay at Grant Elementary and off to Roosevelt Junior High. I had to look up which Roosevelt it was. I never knew. It was Theodore Roosevelt. Um, <laughs> it might not meant, uh, mean a whole lot to, to most uh, folks, but we shared a wall with the world famous San Diego Zoo, which most people have heard of worldwide. And so, which meant my PE class was just a few hundred feet from where they shot the cover of the Beach Boys Pet Sounds. And wow. it was a pretty mixed bag of folks at my school is people were into a little bit of everything um as far as music i personally was obsessed with sports up and up and up including this year too but this was kind of the the main year where it was like okay it's definitely more music than sports now even though i was like obsessed with baseball but um the posters on my wall were slowly less sports and more <laughs> and more the police and adam Ant and and whoever else um i was obsessed with music, uh, I listened to 91X before the switch. Uh, and Jim, you mentioned that you were you were listening. Um, I listened to it as a classic rock station. And when they went new wave, I was like, "It's too much. I it's too weird. I don't know these songs." Even though I was so obsessed with MTV, I watched MTV like yeah. hours and hours and hours every day because we did have cable at that point. Um, so it was the year, funny enough, that. I, from what I can tell, came up with my very first list. And I, and I love hearing what you guys think uh, might have been your favorites back then. I have mine. So, <laughs> yes. Here, nice. here you can hey, see. Hey, good number two. Uh, Photograph. I have a handwritten thing that I kept all these years that I just shared with these guys of my favorites from that year. And a little a little embarrassed that there's songs from all over uh they're not all from that year and i can't tell exactly when i wrote it but i'm pretty sure that i was in sixth grade uh i I have a vague memory of a kid in my class making a list like this and me thinking i could do a better list and doing things to like so 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 what we're looking at is album so one through 20 album song and singer unbelievable singer not band adam you should read the top five okay uh, top five 
are Our House by Madness, number four, Overkill by Men at Work, number three, Come Dancing by the Kinks, number two, Dan's favorite, Photography by Def Leppard. Is there a misspelling? No, I spelled it right. And number one was The Walls Came Down. Da 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 They blew the horns And the walls came down They all Amazing so song. That's I, expect amazing. That, I expect that list not to have changed at all for tonight. Oh it's God. actually sh- shockingly changed a lot. So there's there's almost no. The I, don't, I don't think there's any spoilers on on that list. Um, but for years, I was obsessed. Like kind of like what what Jim was saying. I, I was I listened to the station in the morning. I listened to it at night. Um, I would work on the weekends, and the, on the weekends they would play uh, blocks of of um, three songs by the same band, and I would listen obsessively. And then I would go home to a three ring binder and hash mark what songs got played by different bands, and then sometimes bring it to school. And Dan and Jim would would comment and say which ones their favorites were. I was so over over the moon for this shit mm-hmm. Th- thank god we've all matured yeah now. no shit look do, at us we now don't yeah. now we're a podcast <laughs> yeah. about yeah. literature and shit oh yeah totally uh, adult themes rothko surprising. rothko paintings we discuss <laughs> in this podcast <laughs> 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 one time one time <laughs> so i mean and for years i just assumed that this was my dream job and this is what i wanted to do i mentioned it to my dad and he said you know they they have interns you know you could go and do this and i said oh yeah i should really do that and he told me yeah why don't you do it here's what you do and i said oh sure sure that sounds great i was terrified of even writing a letter to them it was like another world to 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 try and think that i could actually go in that building ever are you you 17 at this point yeah i think i was 17 and he, he keeps asking me have you sent it have you sent it have you sent it and i keep saying i'll do it i'll do it and finally, one day, we're, the two of us are going out to dinner, and he drives to the studio. I've never been there. He drives us up to the studio, and he says, you're going in there right now and asking for a job. And I never forget, like, I was sweating. I was instantly just like, I'll do it later. Like, I can't do this. And he let me freak out for a few seconds before he said, I've already arranged it. I got you an internship. Oh, oh David Yumble. So, oh. well played. No shit. So, he worked in the audio video trade and he happened to know their production manager which is the guy who was in charge of making a lot of commercials and little bits of things that uh, got played in between songs his name was bill corkery great guy and so for one summer after i graduated high school i would take commercials that were sent to the station on reels uh, and thread it up on a machine and put it on a little cart which looked like eight track tapes and that's why you did the ads at KCR. Yes, yes. So, Got it. so I had a little bit of experience making, doing a little bit of production. And when I started at San Diego State that, that freshman year, they were really impressed that I had done stuff. And they made me the youngest manager in KCR San Diego State history. So I made cards. Uh, you know, Not cards to of, brag or anything. I mean, I was shit after that. But for a second, I looked like a, a hot thing. Like, ooh, this guy's been at 91X. Um, so i got to live the dream and and walk those halls for a little bit and be ignored by all my heroes basically because i was such a nerd (laughs) i was still a scrawny little nerd um but it was neat to 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 be there and a few years later 
was their 10th anniversary. So I, I pitched them on the idea of having a countdown of the top bands uh, of all time based on these year-end countdowns that they did. And they finally sent me, I'd been pestering them to give me the, uh, give me the, the countdowns for years. They wouldn't do it. And they finally did. I got this envelope from heaven where I finally got to see where all these songs had placed. And then by hand on a calculator, like, I don't remember how I did it, but, you know, put it into a dot matrix thing and sent it to them. And, and, uh, and they played it and kept thanking me. And part of the, part of the way they thanked me is they let me come on one day and play whatever songs I want. And that's when Sam heard me on the radio. without all this wow. you know, who knows if we would be friends it's crazy so that's amazing that is awesome. uh that's that's all of our histories with uh with this station love it let's talk amazing. about this countdown guys here oh. we go there's no going back this feels like a roller coaster oh my gosh so we're gonna start with a song that we think should have been uh on here so i mean hindsight's 2020 you know you guys are talking about songs that you you would have liked back in the day but for now it's i guess i didn't really specify uh i guess the the general question is what is your favorite song from this year so let's go in the order that we just did sam dan so we're and, not and we're not doing worst songs now i like to start with something list. positive oh, whenever right, whenever possible right. uh so that all the people don't hear just hating on things right away we're so full of love <laughs> oh it's it's coming though it's coming <laughs> it's coming so let's let's start with uh sam sam what song do you think should be on here um so i went off of what was released as a single in 1983 it couldn't have been before um and so and it couldn't just be an, have been like an album track that i really loved this is this is my own rules for me okay. um okay. And um, so I went and looked, and it was really easy for me. Really, the song—the song that should have been on this list, that is not on this list, that is a song that has been played on 91X ever since, a song that made it the next year. Ah, yes, I love, I'm curious. Everything, everything counts by Depeche Mode. That is definitely what oh I was looking at. God, Great, God, absolutely. And I, and I like it, and it, it's baffling how it didn't even make the list. Get the Balance Right is a great song. Sure. I forget like what number it's at, in the, like in the, up in the eighties or something like that. Great tune, um, but how how did everything counts not make it? Okay, con so bizarre. Construction Time Again is an unbelievably underrated album, oh. and okay. Everything Counts has the refrain at the end of that album where they bring back. You know, yeah. it's like mm -hmm. it's like the theme song of the album. It's the most important yeah. song yeah. of the album. So you're absolutely right. Great call. 
Yeah, it's interesting to see some songs that should have been on this list that did end up on next year, and 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 vice versa. Like it, it's it's so strange. Right. Uh, but keep in mind that this is the first time they ever did a countdown, and mm-hmm. so for a lot of us, this was also new to us. We didn't know what year a lot of this stuff right. came out. Totally. So yeah. there are songs. And that let's are, be honest, I still like I I'm still stunned when I look at a lot of. Because they switched over, I think they were playing stuff from late 70s and you just, yeah, you just didn't know the year of anything. I'm still learning them and I'm like, whoa. I have a really important question, Adam. How is this determined, this top 91? Most requests during the year? Like, what what is the criteria that 91X used? That's funny you should ask because there, I've always wondered about that. And I remember specifically that they had... uh, you you wrote in with with there with, it was with ballots. A, there were oh, ballots. That's right. That's right. Wait, funny right. enough, I kept one, and I might be yeah. the only one that ever kept one. Yeah, <laughs> here's oh, what, that's he, amazing. Here's a ballot that was in the San Diego Reader, which was the main weekly in town from 1986. And six, yeah. I don't think I ever voted. It's as just as I was. I just wanted to see what would what would place high. But funny <laughs> enough, what did they ask the, these listeners for? Their top five, and as a bonus, their most hated song. Oh, just no as God sounds familiar. Intended. Holy sounds no familiar. way. Okay, so now you have to read them for the listeners. Oh my God. Okay, number five, The Smiths or Dream Academy with Please, 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 Let Me Get What I Want. Number four, Oingo Boingo with No One Lives Forever, Crossed Out, and then Pain, which is very strange because I didn't think that wow. was it yet. Surging. Number three, New Order with Every little counts which they never played out deep cut yeah right uh number two the art of noise with Dwayne eddy um nice and peter, peter gunn and number one e equals mc squared by big audio dynamite And my least favorite song of the year was Janet Jackson, Nasty. Oh, you're so wrong about that. I, you're so <laughs> totally wrong about that. About so that. obviously, uh, Ferris Bueller came out in 86. Yes, yes that's correct. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah, in all these years that I've been, you know, friendly and friends with some of these DJs, I've always wondered and been meaning to ask, how exactly did they do it? Sure enough, as I suspected, they had a big old binder, just like I did. Love it. Lined no paper. They hash marked it. You know, like th- there was a binder right. that was kept in the program director's God, office incredible. and they would all put in time opening envelopes and 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 doing votes. So cool. And I asked Dwight Arnold, who did our favorite, favorite show, Backstage Pass, if you remember that, um, yeah. which was a weekly show where they would interview our favorite bands and play their music for an hour. And it was unbelievable and they should all be on online because they were incredible um i was always wondering what how many votes did a number one versus a number 91 song get because i always imagined like the lower regions maybe they had like two votes each and they were just like i don't know let's just put this one in and did the the number one have thousands he said that the number one song usually had hundreds and at the very very bottom the songs had about 50. I was like, okay. Wow. So if we mobilized our high school, we could have... I I definitely did vote a couple of years. Did you? Um, I remember mailing it in. Awesome. I'm guessing that they do more votes now because it's so easy to go onto a website, which is probably how they do it now, and click on things, then put a put a stamp on an envelope and 
hand totally. write something with a feather pen or whatever you know we did um, <laughs> but they they still count they still count them by hand little known fact they still <laughs> tick them off in a binder <laughs> <laughs> the hanging chad controversy of 2012 awesome right, that's a great pick sam okay dan what you yeah, got that is a great pick sam um i'm gonna go fast i did not do the same singles uh research that sam did teacher's pet so apologies there <laughs> but i will um so I, I just I just tried to think of um, albums that that came out that year. I did a little bit of research. Um, I didn't want to be predictable, but at the same time, I had to go with my heart. So um, I'm really tempted to steal yours, Adam, because I 100% know what yours is. What? And I think I might be stealing Jim's also. Those are the two that I passed up. If you Whoa. want, I'll say them. Uh, yeah, if you want, ahead. I'll say them, yeah, or I'll ahead. wait for you. Go All right. Ahead. My call for Adam is Age of Consent by New Order. Wow. And my call for Jim is Talk About the Passion by R.E.M., Ooh, which are both phenomenal. They're both 83. Uh -huh. I considered both of them. But guys, we already talked about it, and we already know the history about it ended up being later. But it's criminal this list does not have added up by Violent Femmes. Day after day, I will So ah, that's what I'm good one, good one. Wow. And, I, and for more on why, I direct the listener to the Violent Femmes episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw Age of Consent, um, but it was not released as a single, so that's why I didn't I didn't uh, look at it any uh, further. Yeah, well. Would you put that above everything counts as one of your favorites? That's a tough one. As as one of my favorites, or as the coulda shoulda woulda, as his, one of your his, favorites, his, just his strictly those two songs. His yeah. his eyes roll um, back in his head, but in different directions. <laughs> like this is yeah. a split brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. That's exactly right. Um, okay, guys. 1983 Jim would have put Pale Shelter on there. Yes. <laughs> and Excellent. I mean, Excellent. Pale Perfect. Shelter. Inter of all the songs on the album, interesting. You know, I didn't even know that was a single until... Oh, I don't know um, if it was. I it just was, because when I, when I saw them this year, they played it, which I was really surprised. Good for well, them. And yes. I... Um, something then led me to say, like... I'm curious why they played Pale Shelter and, and somehow I went back and yeah, it was a single. Crazy. Oh, wow. Okay. So that counts. But, but now, Jim, <laughs> today, my oh, pick sorry. is Your Silent Face. New Order. Yes. Great call. Thought that never changes remains a stupid lie. It's never been quite the same. No hearing or breathing. Best song ever. Great that call. is a great. I used call. to play that on my synth. Uh, oh, really? Let's get together. Oh, yeah. Ooh, I never, I never heard you do that one. I used to go to Dan's house and make him play the intro to Subculture by New Order and Pick Up. <laughs> yes, every with, single time I went on to the his harpsichord house. setting. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, wow, I thought you were. I thought you knew more knowingly what my absolute number one is. Jim might know. 
I don't know if, if, if you wanted to guess, Jim, do you don't know? No, okay. please go. So I, I went way down the rabbit hole, like I did with, with, with Dan's 1980 uh, episode. I just was like, oh my gosh, what else came out that year? Everything, and holy yeah. shit, I just, I, I made a playlist in, uh, for the 1980 episode that was about 20 songs that I just absolutely adore, favorite songs of all time. For 1983, and maybe it's because I was more aware, it was double that. It was, it was, at one point it was 50. And then I realized, oh shoot, I put songs on here strictly being on the 91X countdown. And then I'm like, oh wait, that one's not here. That one's not the right year. So there were a lot of songs that came out in 82 that are on this list. Um, yeah. Even weirder. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, Ooh. yes, Samuel. Just real quick. There were four songs from 1980 uh -huh. that are on this uh -huh. list. There are six from 1981. Mm -hmm. There are 26 oh, from 82. And there are 60 from 1983. However, that comes out to 96 because some songs were recorded and then re-released. Oh my gosh. Like there are some that were re-released. And yes. then there's there's one there's one wow. pair of Sorry, songs. Who went down the rabbit hole? Yeah, no shit. I love this. There's there's one pair of songs that was uh, two different bands that were released in different years. Oh my god. Holy moly. Okay, but there's one thing that you didn't mention was a song that was released as a single in nineteen seventy nine. I think I know what that is. Dan? Is it uh, That's Good by Devo? No. No. Oh, I thought the Devo song was from like 79. 82. I didn't, I didn't see any, I didn't see any. I was shocked, um, but funny enough, I was oh, reading an interview. I know. You know what it is? I know. What is it? Yeah. Mirror in the bathroom. Nope. What? Um, oh, which, okay. Yeah, go. go all right, go, let's go. go. Spit but, it out. But funny enough, the, the program director was talking about the song and said, oh, we play that even though it's not that current because it's a local hit. And I'm like, local hit? They're not. They're from Detroit, of all places. It was What I Like About You by The Romantics, released in late 1979. They were playing it wow. years later. Great song, wow. timeless. It sounds like it was recorded in the 1960s, so whatever. Okay, so I was having so much fun finding other songs from this year. I looked on my iTunes. I looked on K-Rock's uh, countdown that year. I looked on the top 100. And then at one point, when I was looking at stuff that happened this year, like Dan did, I was looking at what movies came out that year and funny enough the movie that dan has as his background showed up the outsiders and i was like oh shit what year did one of my favorite songs of all time what year did that movie come out and it was 1983 with some of the same cast members same writer and that was rumblefish Oh my and God! Yeah. Is it don't. Uh, yep. Of course it is. Yep. So the theme from Rumblefish is a song called "Don't Box Me In," written by Stuart Copeland, sung by Stan Ridgeway. I think they made they maybe both co-wrote it. It is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's the best song ever. You walk, I'll run and follow right behind you. You call, I'll come, and I won't remember where I come from. I mean, for, for as long as I can remember, I would say that is my favorite song ever. You're the best. And yeah. that's what I would put on there. Oh my God, Essie hinted well, right there. Uh, oh, mm -hmm. yep. Nailed it. I've been meaning to rewatch Outsiders and Rumblefish for forever, but man, that God, song is amazing. Dude, Don't is. box me in. The best. The All best. right. The best. Let's get, let bring on the hate. All right. It's time for hating. No, yes. I don't like hating. Oh my Fuck gosh, all you <sighs> 91X fans, guess what we hate? Guess what we just don't like on this list? There it's is terrible. one that's horrible. Anyway. Oof. Sam? I predict we all have the same one. Whoa. Because it's so goddamn bad. Do it, go. All right, go ahead. 
watching by Thompson Twins. Oh, you're wrong. <laughs> What? You're, You're kidding. Wrong. No, that awful warbling. Look that right, is look terrible. left, look right, look left, look no, right. No, no. Watch. Oh, <laughs> I, will bar- I will borrow a line from Jim. I never need to hear that song again <laughs> in my life. Did I listen you know to it? it like I listen to it like once, maybe twice, and I'm like, boom, I'm out. Did you know I'm it? I'm out. Yes. I, no. You did, and, you and didn't know it thank before? God. I uh, don't never want to hear it again. I don't want to know oh. it anymore. It's, I know that it's whole silly, album. but I don't... Oh, yeah, that whole album was... Yeah. Sidekicks, right? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're finest by a lot. <laughs> All right. No. All right, so I was wrong. That's a different podcast. Oh, yes. Into the Gap right. is amazing. It is, right. anyway. but not that amazing. Oh, agree. <laughs> am I, so am I up? Yeah, you are, Dan. If there is one song I have always hated with a passion... It's, you know, if there's two things I rail against in life, it's Gladiator as a movie... We'll do that later. And <laughs> really, and red, red wine is a song. Oh wow. my god! such a piece of shit and when i realized that red red wine was from 1983 because when adam said when we decided we're doing 1983 i was like and we said we're gonna do least favorite i'm like i wonder if that's the year of red red wine when i saw that not only was it the year but it was voted number one i was like come to me baby it's tear down time (laughs) i was so excited so ready to write the diatribe that i've been saving for almost 40 years (laughs) but guys then I listened to the whole 91 song countdown. Oh shit. And god damn it, there is a worse song on this oh countdown. My god. It was so yeah, frustrating. Yeah, Neil Diamond so and UB40. No, I don't hate Neil Diamond. That's not the version. I hate UB40. I actually thought I hated all reggae for a long time because of that song. That's bad. Oh, wow. And then I realized, no, reggae is actually reggae. good. It's just UB40. No. Um, I'm so disappointed, but there is a song that is handily worse, guys, and that song is watching by Thompson Twins. Oh, <laughs> 100% right, Sam. I'd never heard it. I thought I yeah. like Thompson Twins quite a lot, and I do right. like a right. lot of their stuff. Oh, yeah. When it came on, I was like, what in God's name is this? Like, I like weird, but this just felt like, what's the point? It felt so disposable to me. It felt like, let's try to be Devo in our own way. It... It just fell on its face, and I was like, I'm going to give it to watching. And it's like fucking number 53. Like, you're fucking kidding me? This is over Blinded Me With Science. This is over Dear Prudence. The whole list of what it's over is outrageous. It's so bad. 
Wait, is this, oh number ninety one is lies? I'm like, but isn't number ninety one Thompson Twins? It is. So they're right, the yeah. number ninety one. That alone is scandalous. That right. it's better than yeah. lies. Yeah. Anyways, I love that out of ninety one songs, Sam and I picked the, the same one. That's <laughs> I, I I I can't believe it's ninety. Uh, it's fifty three on this yeah. list. That's uh, that's outrageous. But, but it's definitely not the worst one on on the on the list. Is it my turn, Adam? It sure is. Yes, uh, it is. Okay, Ed- so educate us. Nineteen eighty three. Uh, Jim would have said dancing in heaven <laughs> dancing in heaven <laughs> oh, because so I was far too cool for that song right right, right. but it's funny today it's your number one 22 <laughs> Jim says this is the love song oh, what? Wow. Seven oh, times you have to freaking clean that turd of a line out of the fucking litter box. <laughs> Forty-seven times oh, they counted. freaking. Oh my god, it counted. <laughs> I had guys, to. You guys all have your hash marks out. Tonight. It is absolutely <laughs> horrible. And I know back then I would have said, "Oh well," but you know, pistols I love, and so it's cool. And Johnny, and but it's it's unlistenable. unlistenable. Oh, I've got such a soft spot for him. Oh, me too. God, they, he was. So PIL was guys, so good. Guys, at, um, you can have a cruel hot, world. Uh, <laughs> cruel world. Listen, oh my yeah. God. you can have a soft spot for him, but not for that song. Anyway, uh, Adam or Bowish. Yeah, it's a good thing that you got COVID and didn't have to watch him do it. And the three of us loved it at Cruel World. Oh Did he do that song? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thank God. In 102 degree heat. It's. I'll, uh, I'll give you it's repetitive, it. but I I still like it. Better than fucking watching? Are you kidding me? No, 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 no. Watching <laughs> has good verses. It has good verses. That's so funny. I never got to it. Okay, so <laughs> can we talk about Zach some more? Because I love that album. Um, okay, least favorite song. There were, God, I, there was another one. I, I love the way you guys are sneaking in as many references <laughs> as for you sure. can. It's it's the O'Daniel move. But Dan, you win with that top five of metal shit. That was amazing oh, yeah. with, with commentary. Oh, yeah. Damn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, my least favorite, mainly because I love this guy, and this is not one of his better songs, is "Puss in Boots" by Adam. Yep. Agree and fair, fair. It's just a dumb kitty cat song. I like cats. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. like cats. It, it um, might have been my last. It sounds yeah. suspiciously like this song. Do you guys remember Gerardo? Oh yeah, yes. Yes. Suave. Of course. He came cool. to the warehouse records that I was working at and did a uh, performance on top of a bus, and he performed his new single, which was called it does. "Kitty Kitty." And it was all pussy jokes, and it sounded like this. I'm saying here, kitty, kitty, cause I want to play. I'm on the search all day, I hope I find a spray. Then I'll take her off the street, give her silk sheets. Plenty of sweets and warm milk for weeks. Now like, look it up. It's one of the worst songs ever. Ugh, it's amazing. terrible. Oh, Adam. You're, you give Adam's a bad name. So uh, I'll, I'll, I, I, can, I can buy into that one being not, not the greatest. Um, 
because yeah it's just it's it's it very thinly veiled and you're just like all right we get it yeah Whatever. i mean and and you know he was it was on the same album as strip which yeah. is silly yeah. but fun and tongue-in-cheek and you know yeah. i'll take it but and and is kind of a banger yeah no pun intended agreed agreed <laughs> so okay <laughs> We're, we, we've got our <laughs> so we've got the hate out of our system um so before we go any further i wanted to play uh an interview that i did with a guy who obviously has no hate because i i asked him for his best and worst and he gave me two favorites instead of a worst nice. and Aww. that is one of the djs that was there in that first year mr billy bones who hey i remember him that name yeah yeah he uh, ended up being the the longest standing 99 dj in history he was there for 20 years wow um i knew him a little bit and would see him out and about and was always super nice which i can't say for everyone that worked there but um he was nice enough to uh chat with me for a bit and he had so many great stories to tell oh, that of we're going to put the whole interview up on our youtube channel like we, we've done recently with a couple other folks um but here is some of the stuff that he had to say about uh his time there in that first year wait by the way before you play it, it. i had no idea we have a youtube channel we have a youtube channel <laughs> there's like five things on it i'm gonna it's, check that out it's like it's, it's, it's got like the, it's got the two and rem interviews and okay i don't remember I love it. Nine, all right nine good nine note good note that's on my to-do list Let's hear. So I'm here talking to Billy Bones, uh, a voice from my childhood, a longtime DJ at 91X. And I'm not sure the first time I met you. Um, I was an intern there in 1989 for Bill Corkery, but I think I just knew you from out and about at, at events. I'm really not sure. Uh, you were around, Adam. I was. Um. <laughs> you were <laughs> you were here you were there mm. uh you were everywhere it's true it's true where am i uh where am i speaking to you from now where are you located i'm here in san diego nice after all these years yeah now i saw where you went to college uh which just so happens to be my alma mater no kidding yeah i don't know if we ever I'm talked about it so how how young were you when you first kind of got into radio? Was it was it college radio? My first job was I actually went to you know I had short term at a station up in uh, Wairika. I can't even remember the call letters. Uh -huh. it, way up in Wairika, uh -huh. you know, I'm in Redneck City. I love hearing uh, about every of the small towns that people went to before they yeah. ended up in a, a big. And market. then I worked for a longer time for a couple of months in Lompoc, and then. Um, Around in uh, 1980, I was playing on a softball team that had on its, uh, one of the members of the team was Mike Glickenhaus. Sure. I just talked Ooh. to him. Oh, okay. Well, Mike Glickenhaus, of course, went on to become the general manager of 91X. Right. And he, at the, at the time that we played on the same baseball team, he was a, he was just a salesperson. But I got, I, I got him to give an air check to the program director to the old old 91x rich meyer mm -hmm. and then i got hired from there in 1981 and was aboard when the uh you know the grand changeover took place in 83 well how did you feel about it like were you were you into those kinds of bands it, great question i was into it i was actually more familiar with it than any of the other air staff on 91x at that time but i think bottom line was you had this you know large 
genre of music that wasn't being played, you know, and uh, there was just a thirst for that, and uh, you know, ninety one X quenched that thirst. Right. So, were you were you doing uh, all your DJ stuff from the tower in Tijuana even before the change, or is that something that happened with the change? Yeah, they didn't put in a satellite until nineteen eighty nine. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. So I started in eighty one. So I had eight years of commuting daily back and forth across the border. Uh huh. So, like, the first question that you asked the person, the DJ that was coming on after you was, how's the border? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was always, I don't know, can I, can I cuss? Yes, as much as you like. <laughs> oh, okay. It was always fucked. <laughs> you know, but you learn to live with it. So you're down there, and, you know, you, you're getting, what, are you getting some phone calls? Like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, because I know oh. that... I know that the ratings went through the roof pretty quick, but I'm yeah. wondering like what kinds of ways were you able to tell? Like, was it personal appearances? Was it the phones ringing? Was it like, how did you know that uh, the new format was, was doing well? Well, it was just, it was one of those things that was, it was an electric feeling throughout the city because, um, the, the phones went, you know, we didn't we didn't have any direct lines between the United States and Tijuana, but we had the request lines in San Diego on Pacific Highway, mm -hmm. right? So they just went apeshit uh, fir that first night on the, uh, on the format change. And people were calling, you know, like all night, you know, it's like there was no lull. Mm -hmm. And people were just ecstatic. Any time there was, uh, you know, any, like if we had, we're doing a promotion down south and we had, you know, a 91X vehicle, I mean, people would just go crazy, stickers, stickers, everybody mm -hmm. wanted stickers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the cops would stop us and go, you have stickers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, because, you know, they felt. It's like, here's the hippest station in America, in yeah. San Diego, and it's from Mexico. It's so crazy. So they took a great deal of pride. That's I so think. great. Well, while you stayed there, maybe longer than any DJ in 91X history, you were there till, till what year? Uh, I was 81 to 01. Holy moly. It was a, it was a good go. That's so, so good. So, you know, what we've been talking about on, on this episode of our podcast is our favorites and least favorite from that year. Well, um, you, you know, believe it or not, the one that I kind of like because it, um, well, actually there's two. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, one, two, three by any one. Uh, yeah, great one. I no longer want to be this guy. This guy doesn't look right to me. One, two, three. It's like, I mean, that, that was a, you know, a local band, mm -hmm. local guys. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was it for them. But I mean, what a great song. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and another one is just going to sound goofy. Nelly the Elephant. Oh, the love it. Love it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking with us, and uh, I will see you hopefully out and about in the town soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam. All right, thanks.
All right. Thanks, Billy, for taking some time to chat with us. So with that said, we had a kind request from Dan because this was so hard to narrow down to the top five. I think we're just going to yeah. go around the horn real quick and say what our number six was. Or did you want to elaborate on? on oh my I know God. It's, it's hard to say it, but let, let's what? hear it. What was your number six, Sam? Um, yeah, couldn't, I couldn't just pick a number six, um, because they, they just like, <laughs> there were so many songs. Cheating. By um, the way, if I, we want to get into it, I do have my top 18 all ranked. They're all ranked, but okay. that's for another so, time. So, um, so I, I will say it's funny that Billy said, uh, Nelly the elephant, because that's, that was one of them. So I said, um, the comment that I wrote really quick was, I feel like it was either union of the snake yeah. or Nelly the elephant or whisper to a scream, <laughs> maybe save it for later if it hadn't been overplayed. Whoa, don't empty the whole bag. And, and, and then the lis listening to Images of Heaven uh, again with uh, just before the call, I played some of the songs that weren't on the Spotify playlist for Jim uh, and Images of Heaven was one of them. I'm like, oh, oh, this is a great a song. song too. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, you, I, I, you asked this today, Dan, I could not whittle it down to just one. So that's my vomit of number six. Your, gr your grab bag. Um, okay. All right. Um, I look guys, I do this for a living, right? Like I, I build my list every year and it's gotta be ranked oh, yeah. and they've gotta get right. locked in place. So right. to, um, actually over the course of tonight, I would like to hear your methodology, but really quickly, what I did is of the 91, I found there were 18 that I had real passion for. I needed to make that first cut. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to keep listening yeah. to 91. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And had to get watching by Thompson Twins out of there. <laughs> so um, got it down to 18. And boy, I just was all over the map with those 18. It was tough. But then, you know, I finally got it down and boy, does it pain me what just missed the, the mark. Jim, I've made a terrible mistake. My number six is The Cutter by Echo and the Bunny. <laughs> uh, nice one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That bridge, uh, the bridge alone. Oh my God. Oh my God. We might well, second have a bridge on, on Ocean Rain because yeah. it, it, it's hard It's hard to pick what's a better bridge, Seven Seven Seas or the Cutter. They're both fucking amazing. Oh my God. Okay, so my methodology was start with 91. I don't know if you guys did that. Yep. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I immediately did medi medium, high, low categories. I broke it down. The medium and highs, uh, I was quickly down to 31. Um, and then down to 18, Dan. No way! And then <laughs> down to... That really excites me. Then, then, then <laughs> down to 11. And then I had to kill two. Oh, God. And then there were nine. 
and nine really, really I had a problem with. My number six, as I narrowed it down to the top five, was Good God, you said, is that the only thing you care about? Splitting up the money and share it out The cake's being eaten straight through the mouth Poison, poised to come back in season All the ones who like reason Oh my god Never <laughs> stop is number six Nice, nice one Wow, nice Echo, one. always the bridesmaid, never the bride apparently <laughs> <laughs> We'll see Yeah, we'll There's see There's still five That's spots Oh, five Okay, so yeah, I I looked at them all. I think I copied and pasted all the songs into into one um, one uh, I don't know what it was email or whatever. And just started deleting, 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 and I got down to about thirteen pretty quick uh, and and pretty easily. And it was pretty easy for me to go in and um, and narrow that down. Five and six were kind of hard for me, um, but but that but once I had the five, I was like okay. And swear to God, we didn't plan this. <laughs> My number six was the cutter. I cannot fucking believe <laughs> no. wow. it. Has an almost oh, clean sweep no. of number six. That's wow. insane. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I wrote down, get the balance right, Depeche Mode. And at the very end of the episode, I was going to say, no, it was actually the cutter. But now that you guys have, have, have taken the, the torch with the echoes, I can, I can happily Amazing. say that that's what it Three is. Three out of four. Wow. So and and, well, and av, av, out of like what seven songs I listed, not one of them was an echo. Right, song. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's amazing. That's right. So really quickly, um, for people who aren't too familiar with this list, you can find it online. Um, it's on 91x.com, and it's also on my WordPress somewhere. If you if you Google 91x 1983, my my you're doing great WordPress comes up, so you can see um, a scan of the X magazine put the entire top 91 countdown, and that's nice. what they sent to me uh, for the 10 year anniversary. So that's that's how a lot of people got to know what it was. Um, here were the top five, just so you know, uh, according to the 91x listeners that year. Number five, the Stand by the Alarm. Number four, Union of the Snake by Duran Duran. Number three, In a Big Country by Big Country. Number two, Love Cats by The Cure. And number one, Dan's favorite, Red Red Wine by UB40. <laughs> Interesting to note that that um, was pretty low on, on K-Rox that year. I think they were down, it was down in the 40s or 50s. I can't Smart remember. I meant people. to relook it up, but... I mean, it's a beach town, you know, yeah, like, totally. and, and, and right. I ended up talking, Always. talking to Billy about that, how it just lent itself, you know, reggae was huge and still yeah. is in this town. Yes. Um, so yeah. it's not surprising yes. that bands like UB40 and the beat were, were so big, big here. Yeah. All right. Let's do the top Let's five, do it guys. Y'all. We're here. All right, Sam. Let's. So. Oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, in having so much fun doing this i did make a playlist of my favorite songs from this year and holy Same. shit oh my god so if you want to go on spotify you can look that up adam's 1983 faves uh it's private right now because i didn't want to chance any of you seeing spoilers it. same same mine's only my top 18 but i called it uh best of nine best of 91x 1983 we'll have to share those yeah. nice yes afterwards we'll, we'll do it on social media for sure okay sam get us in here so okay so my methodology was i made the full playlist on title top 91 songs of 1983 which with whatever they had I did not include the re-recorded versions of the fixed songs. Um, no. And then there was some of the other ones that they that um, weren't on there. So I did that and then I copied it into a playlist and then I was listening through like as much as I could and I started listening and I'm like, nope, delete. That, that's not it. 
that's not it. That's not it. And, and so just kind of whittled it down from there. Um, like the rest of you, I got to around, I don't know, I mean, 13 is a number that somebody already said, but it was probably, you know, somewhere between like 15 and probably 25. And that's when it got tough. And, um, but then it was, then it just got really easy. Cause I was like, no, 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 like I, th this isn't, it doesn't do it for me. Um, real quick, a couple song facts. Um, there are, uh, 41 songs on the playlist that, uh, 41 songs that do not repeat the band. So one band, one song, mm -hmm. 41 songs. Mm -hmm. There are nine bands with two songs. Oh there are eight bands with three songs and two bands with four songs. So that means there are 40, 40, 50 songs. There have uh, multiple songs per artist. Okay. So it's kind of an interesting breakdown there. Who was number one? Who, who were the, the who number were the one that had four each? Four. Um, uh, Jim, can guess guess one. Uh, oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, uh, not Echo. Thompson no. Twins. No, they had two. Echo had two. Uh, Anybody else want to guess the four? The Cure had at least no. two. It's, oh my gosh! Only two. It's so funny because I used to literally know these by heart. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, so it doesn't go on too long. <laughs> okay. The, the the easy one is the police. Oh yeah, okay. was synchronicity wrapped. Uh, King of Pain. Every breath you take. Wow. Uh, the other one. Culture Club. Oh, yeah. Also very interesting. But first year, you know, it's like everyone's wanting to get into like the weird kind of like alternative yeah. stuff. And it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So. And they stopped playing them immediately. Yeah. Like they didn't yeah. play them for years. And I, I, I was really surprised stuff. on this list how most, for the most part, the big mainstream hits didn't do that well on the 91X countdown. Mm. You know, like, uh, I Love can't remember it. where Every Breath You Take You was, but it was Love like it. in the Love 40s, that. 50s, right. something like that. That's why right. we listen to right. 91X. Exactly. Yeah, right. right. Well, yeah. you know, what, what else true. was fascinating is we listened to the top 100 on Billboard's chart, and in the top 50, it was shocking how many of them were like 91 XE MTV hits. Shocking. Yeah. Because yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's really one of the few times that like MTV was so huge. So here yeah. was like the most kind of like, not like, yeah, there was weird experimental, you know, whatever stuff happening. But for the most part, New Wave was kind of the the, the coolest, she weird, weirdest science. Yeah, exactly. You know, most forward-thinking music there was, and it was the most popular, which probably hasn't happened yeah. since like the Beatles. Right. All right. Agreed. Agreed, Adam. That's a good comment. Second song fact: there are three songs on the list that have. German versions, or as should I say, there are there <laughs> German songs that have English versions. Der Kommissar, 99 Lift Balloons, yeah. and... Major Tom. Major Tom, thank you. Uh, it, it's funny because okay. what you just did is exactly what I did because I had an issue <laughs> of the X Magazine from 1984 and I super obsessed and I made a point system and didn't just figure out who had what songs but like number 91 song gets a point, number one song gets 91 points and added it up and then I was curious, okay, well what was last year's i want to add it up for all time and there only been two yeah and and for years i was wondering how can i get these lists but you, I, it's so funny because i had there somewhere right. i had a piece of paper which but handwritten in pencil had exactly what you just did like breaking it yeah, down so how many bands and what songs and like look at us look at us I'm maturing i say we get to number five you guys i don't know I mean, my number five the third time i thought, I thought i'd give up so, so, I, 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 so i'm jim, doing your work for you jim so jim uh what he wanted to do was my 
top five now, my top five then. So what I did was my number five is my number five now. And the, the four above it are were songs that I loved then. So my number five is The Power and the Passion by Midnight Oil. Uh, oh! uh, yes. Oh! Wasting away in paradise Going backwards once in a while Taking your time and that's a song that I had forgotten about for a while. Jim apparently does not like that. Oh song. my god! Yeah, I can't but, read that. But I don't know if that's yeah, or bad. Right? <laughs> no, it's. A I bad. realize I'm an asshole, and so I'm going to shut up because that's no, probably Jim doesn't like be it. My, it was going to be my worst. It was oh, in my in my top oh, three for worst. Jesus. It's a song that I've forgotten about for a long time, and then I sometime recently in the last year, maybe or so. I heard it and I was like, wait a minute. I remember 91X used to play that. And, and then listening to it, like the little noise stabs on the beat during the verses, like it's not a guitar stab. It's not, it's just like these little like noise bursts. And it's so, and it's just really crisp and it's just right there on the beat. Um, it's a great mix, especially for the time. Um, there's little things happening all over the place. There's har- the harmonies during the chorus are not traditional. Uh, it's still very well done. Uh, there's a percussion breakdown. The little fills from everywhere and it ends with the breaking glass the, 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 the that breakdown ends with the breaking glass and peter uh peter's subtle uh, uh, and and it's just it's so good it's so perfect and then the song kicks back in and then the horns at the end like each go through just feels like it's escalating and building and then the final two with the high trumpet comes in and just pushes it over the edge i just i like there were other songs that I loved on this, and the more I listened to Power and the Passion, it got stuck in my head. I'm like, this is a fucking great song. I, it's it's, it's got to make the list. It, it, there's that pre-chorus. And there's all these good points to it, and then the chorus comes in, and all the air gets sucked out of the room. Oh, just, oh, oh, oh God, kill me now. <laughs> right, but, but I will give you, for all the things you just said, I, I, I'm with you. You know, like, uh-huh, like no. all the other parts are... okay. You like a good sing-along song, Jim? Like a good, you know, blur, let's all sing the chorus together? I, I, I would agree that the, the, the chorus is maybe not the best part of the song, but there are so yeah. many other good parts, and Sammy, yeah. you, you nailed so many of them. Those horns yeah. at the end, I was kind of thinking Radiohead using horns. It just like... Yeah, like, yeah. it's kind of national yeah. anthem yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. It. great. It's fucking amazing. So That's a good call. Anyway, what you got, Dan? Guys... Love it. When I was listening to the 91X list, it kind of felt like I was flipping through a yearbook of the class of 1983, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's all these different styles, there's all these different types. And like in a lot of ways, this group of artists is like a typical high school, right? You've got Bono, who's voted most likely to be succeed and be president, right? People don't necessarily <laughs> like him, but everyone knows he's going to be someone big eventually, right? <laughs> Duran Duran are obviously like the pretty boys that all the girls love. English Beat, yeah. not as popular as Duran Duran, but totally cooler. You just, you can just tell. <laughs> David Bowie's like the mysterious one. No one can totally figure out. And is he straight or is he gay? No one, you know, no one's sure. He's kind of like, he's, he's kind of, no, David Bowie's kind of like your, your older uncle too. You know what I mean? He's from, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Different generation, yeah. Uh, B-52s are like the class clowns. The Cure, like, 
come on. We all know exactly who the cure is. I'm not even right. going to go there. <laughs> so, but guys, every class also has like the snot. You know what I mean? Like the John Bender, whose role is to just kind oh. of fuck things up. Nice. And the snot is necessary, you guys. They keep things interesting. <laughs> They're always underrated. And to me, the snot of the class of 1983 <laughs> is Mr. Billy Idol. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. And the best Billy Idol song of all time and the fifth best song on this countdown are one and the same. It's Rebel Yell. Wow, okay. Fucking great song. Huh. Last night a little dancer came dancing to my door Last night a little angel came pumping on the floor I, look, I told you I started metal oh, yeah, Rebel yeah, Yell is the now. bridge It's the bridge well, I can take from metal into yeah. this Plus it was yeah, top 40, it was all those things together I love a good barn burner and yep. this song lights things on fire from that opening guitar hit and Steve just Stevens. it does not relent. Steve Stevens, that guitar solo is unreal. But you know what guys, Billy himself, he sings the hell out of this. Like mm -hmm. it's a great vocal performance, including all those howls. You've got those rolling drums in the with the echo when it breaks down. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um you know how every 80s movie has like that live music scene where it's off it's always in like an abandoned warehouse full of unsavory characters like that's what this song is like it just it, it's made for that scene oh my God. um anyways the Molly class should not be at this party she's, <laughs> that's she's, right this is living dangerously on the home. other side of the tracks <laughs> you know the ducky's telling her to get out of there but she's not listening <laughs> you're with me jim exactly look the class not always gets a bit screwed and Yes, I know Billy kind of became a bit of a caricature. Maybe he was from the beginning, but we don't talk nearly enough about Billy Idol anymore. And he was huge. Look at the number yeah. of hits he had. Ton of fun. Great song. I'm just going to say one last thing, which is, guys, the man or woman that headed up marketing at 7-Eleven in the 80s should be fired for not immediately buying the rights to this. Every ad in the 80s should have ended with, I collected to go at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> I mean, if that's not the right. jingle that would have 10x their Slurpee sales, I don't know what it is. I love this song. That's my number five. Nice one. Wow. Generation X is amazing. Um, Oof, yes. Billy Idol. It's all right. Uh, you know, I was on Twitter today, and uh, somebody said, uh, posted um, what was uh, Billy Idol's best song, and Lloyd Cole said Sweet 16. Oh, I, I can see him I, doing it. And I liked that I comment. Can see him I gave that a heart immediately. I love the comment, and I love that it came from Lloyd Cole. That's yeah, incredible. exactly. <laughs> all right, my number five in 1983 is my number five today. And that is get the balance right. Nice. Nice. Guys, 
I remember being in junior high at one of the early junior high dances that you go to where there wasn't just a line of boys on the one wall and a line of girls on the other wall. We were actually on the dance floor dancing. And I remember this being the song. Like, I actively was self-aware enough to know that, wait a minute, you're dancing because you like this song? And you're concentrating on the music more than you're concentrating on how you look right now. Like th that moment of dancing is fun on a dance yeah. floor no. hit me. And it's, I had the People Are People um, compilation. Um, yeah, and, and everybody did. That was so good. I mean, love in itself. I mean, that whole, oh my God, what an amazing little album. Um, but uh, Get the Balance Right came on at Stanley Junior High. No. And it was so good. Um, Alan Wilder at his best, I think, just doing all the things that he does. Um, uh, the bridge is amazing. Um, the the um, when you reach the top, get ready to drop. Prepare yourself for the fall harmony. The harmony right there. It's almost predictable. Fall. And then the almost. I, I just <laughs> I, I just can't imagine a better like combo of Dave and Martin just being at their best. Um, and can we just mention really quickly, it's almost yeah. predictable. Like, I just love that. Yes. It's almost predictable. Something about the word almost in there. Is yeah. And then he goes, yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, don't turn this way, don't turn that way, straight down the middle until next Thursday. That, that, whole, that whole section is just so good on a dance floor, in your bedroom, whatever it is you're doing. Um, anyway, it's number five. It's the best song ever. Uh, nice. I love it. So um, one other thing. I totally forgot this song had an exclamation point at the end of it. Uh, me too! That feels like a Depeche wow. from another time. Like, Moody yeah. Dark Depeche would never... They're probably, like, horrified by that. Like, oh, God, that's so yes, wow. right? Wow. I love and, and it. I, no. And I saw that Dan when I was doing this, and I was like, oh, my God, Dan noticed that uh, R.E.M. doesn't use punctuation. <laughs> that's right. And Life's Rich Pageant. <laughs> and here's Depeche with an exclamation point. Yep, I guess, I guess I'm more punctuation aware now. Wow. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. For years. It was my favorite Depeche Mode song for years. So I'm, I, I, I did kind of wrestle at one point. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe I could slip it in. Uh, no, nope, can't do it. Can't do it. Uh. Um, my number five made me think of my cousin, Paul Yeskel. Uh, I was just listening to our 1980 episode, I think it was. And Sam was talking about a relative of his who was in the music business. Uh, help, help break Tom Petty or something like Uncle that. Uncle John, yeah. That. John Scott. Yeah. Um, Paul uh, worked for, I, I think, a couple of labels and might have been in, in promotion, but he was at, I think it was Arista um, in the early 80s. And to know somebody, um, and he was kind of like a, a your typical, um, like, like, like something you would make fun of in the Spinal Tap. He was like not the coolest looking guy. He was more of a suit, but he kind of was I'm cool. I'm just as God made like, me. Like he wasn't like a rock star looking guy at all, you know. Right. And he was like more, more like one of us that had gotten gotten in. And Paul Simon's character, Paul Schaefer, oh, or Paul Simon. No, Paul Simon. That's in um, Woody Allen, right? Is that in? Um, mm. Anyways, 
Okay. Oh, yeah. he, he plays yeah, yeah. like the sleazy agent guy. Right. So he sent us a care package of free records. Holy shit. I was like 12 and I'm like, oh my gosh, this guy is sending me Flock of Seagulls, uh, Thompson Twins with two different uh, album covers uh, for End of the Gap, one where they were in shadows and one where they weren't. Um, nice. A terrible Roman Holiday record that came after their early hits. Um, and this record that I loved and didn't know anyone else that knew or liked it until I met Jim. And, uh, and the aforementioned uh, Adam and Paul. And that's Icicle Works. Oh! Yes. Awesome. I've come down upon us to your flow like water boiling With the hope of insight feathered Look at the colored with a bright elation stolen In the sight of love You sent me the, the self-titled Icicle Works record, which is yes. so full of great songs, but man. Whisper to Scream is just amazing. Um, it's hard to believe how many parts of it is just three instruments. Uh, there's your checking your tribal drums on your bingo card. Yeah, damn. Which yep. is why it did well with me too. Right, and yep. you know, there's parts where I think the guitarist is not playing, so he's hopping on a second drum for parts. Um, it doesn't, it sounds like it's super produced, and then you listen to it, you're like, oh wow, it's just like really chimey, beautiful guitar and lead bass. And the first term I, first time I probably ever heard the word Nirvana. Um, yep, yeah. absolutely. First absolutely time for me too. great song. And spoiler alert, I don't know how it ended up this way. Um, I didn't do what it sounds like you guys did, which was what we do on every episode, which is listen intently and see if there's any songs where you're like, wait a second, this is actually a great song. I never really thought about it. Um, it's not, it's overplayed. I just kind of went for the ones that I think of as my favorite songs of all time for the most part. Um, I've heard these all so many times right. and, and I did listen to the entire thing listening like oh maybe there is one where i'm like oh wait i forgot even though i've heard this a million times right i love it it didn't happen so this is this is the my number five song it's the highest charting song spoiler alert of anything it went to number 44 everything else is below which i was kind of oh, surprised wow. by. wow so wait more, 44 on the billboard charts i know that stuns me no number 44 on 91 x is counted oh. on this year oh, okay. oh gotcha right. uh, um everything else on your top five yeah below and but, it, oh, but like, th this list is fairly scattered and arbitrary there are huge hits yeah. that are in the lower yeah. regions and but yeah. and, and it could depend on when when in the year it was re released totally. and all kinds of right. things but for whatever reason uh if you are, are keeping track at home you can cross a 43 and above nothing 43 and above is going to end up in my top five um wow. so let's move on to number four sam actually before you do that yes. um, i just want to say that my uncle john yes also sent me a like a me and my sister each the same box of cassettes um, <laughs> that included um um, sparks in outer space um uh pole cats make a circuit with me oh 1983 mitch yeah mitch Ryder, uh never kick a sleeping dog uh uh simple minds new gold dream nice and there was two more and i can't remember the other one but uh one of them was icicle works very nice and very nice. how great is that record though Ugh. The whole fucking well, it was a wonderful thing. color. I've never really listened good. to the whole thing. It's oh, it's I, great. I think I went, you, you, I, it's I not on streaming. It's not on streaming. Yeah, you, you have to you, you have to YouTube it, and and and, I, and there's like a playlist that sort of builds it. I will say, if if the Polecats make a circuit with me was on this list, it would be number one. There are mm. so many songs on my 
my my playlist that I made on Spotify that would be number one on this list. I can't believe how many great songs there were this year. Yeah, unbelievable. Did any of you go deeper into Icicle Works and and buy the second album? I know, but I heard it at your house. I heard it at house. It was really Evangeline. (laughs) (laughs) My number four is uh, so, like I said. The Power and the Passion was one that I think rose for now, Sam. The rest of these are ones that I loved back then and still love today. Number four is 99 Luft Balloons. Nice. 99 Luft Balloon. Nina, sure she was cute, but the song really captured my imagination. We mostly heard the German version, I feel like, um, and and it seemed like the English version came out later. Um, so you could kind of follow along, but it wasn't quite the same. Like the German cadence is, is just better. The words are better. And for some reason you can kind of follow along like and it's not just that some german words like i mean english is a germanic language and so they sound the same but you can kind of follow along in the way that it builds and the way that it crescendos and then it just cuts down at the end you know with the spoken word part um it was just so great and and i i feel like you know there's a little bit of that like nuclear fear that's that's there in that song nuclear tension which I kind of feel like we were a little too young for. I mean, we still had maybe some of the, I mean, I, Southern California, we had, you know, the earthquake drills where you're getting under the desk and stuff like that. So it wasn't like the nuclear drills, but, um, but it, so it had that kind of feel to it, but I, it also had that feel of like that youth of like, I don't care, like whatever old people blow up the world, whatever. Um, but so uh, it was just like the imagery and the delivery of the song that I always really loved. So that's my number four. I think Jim alluded to one of the things that makes the German version a little better is that the claps start earlier. She's singing in that floaty bit and the claps come underneath before the whole band comes in. And it's so cool. And in the American yeah. version, not there. No idea why. It's such a cool part. Um, I, I didn't even listen to the American version or the English version to like to, con- to compare and contrast. I didn't want to because right. this is the version that I love. Yeah. I mean, you guys both took German, right? Jim and, and yeah. Sam both took German. Um, it's about all the German I know. Uh, comes from my fake German from singing along with Nana Trio. <laughs> right. <laughs> both both from that year. She had a song um, that year called, and I don't know how to pronounce it, Luke, Luke Term? Oh my gosh. I, I don't Can know you how spell you spell it. it. L-E-U-C-H T-T-U-R-M Somebody Luchtum. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone put it on the mix CD for me uh, long ago, and it's one of my favorite huh. 80s songs. It is That's fantastic, right. and it's on my list of it's on my playlist of favorite songs um, for the year. Thanks, Lynette, for that one. Ooh, I want to hear that. You know what I noticed when listening to this uh, playlist? Unbelievable entries into songs 
from and 99 left balloons yeah. uh, uh, but all over the board on uh, like holy shit people yep. knew how to yeah. enter it was the year of the great oh at opening. sunday bloody sunday yeah oh, yeah God. exactly that's, God. that's a different podcast I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> my gosh i didn't realize until five years ago it's the greatest intro of all time but we'll we'll talk about that some other time yeah. okay <laughs> what is sunday bloody sunday <laughs> which adam you and i both saw when they played joshua tree all the way through right that's exactly why <laughs> yes oh, oh my, god. my god if you guys don't know so when you two did the joshua tree in its entirety the, the show ago. was in three parts and the uh -huh. first which they didn't tell anyone ahead of time but the first part is not joshua tree which is what i was totally waiting for them to come out to where the streets have no name yeah. but actually the first set of songs is all stuff that came out before joshua tree second set is joshua tree all the way through and third set is stuff after joshua tree which what is brilliant so you're idea. everybody in the in the stadium is waiting for where the streets have no name and instead just larry mullen comes out da 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 Duh, duh. Oh, oh which my I, god the idea of you two opening with sunday bloody sunday never crossed right. my fucking mind right. oh my god brilliant move. that's an that's brilliant an encore move. song every time exactly and suddenly it was a party move. song because they came out one by one which is how it is on the record which you've yes. never noticed you've they never come out it. one by one exactly they came out one right. by one and i was like this is the greatest concert opener I've ever seen. I don't even like this song. I think I don't know. I've heard it so many times. Yeah, da, da, da. and right. holy shit, it was it was so, made to be a so concert iconic. opener. So iconic when you yeah. end the night to wow. Joshua a, Tree. It was great. But, but All right, we'll, guys. We'll, but we'll discuss that on another podcast. Anyway, that is not right. my number four. <laughs> uh, <laughs> too, good, too good to stop you. It was such a great moment. Okay, go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm so excited to talk about this next song, you guys. My number four. It's oblivious by Aztec Camera. I just, I can't even hold it out. I can't even hold out. What a tremendously well-written song. And like... As a bunch of guitarists on this podcast, all of whom are better than I am, the guitar work on this song is exquisite, right? First, there's just the rhythm of the strumming. Like, he just totally sets the... Jazz chords. Right reminds me of a jazz butcher. It totally Jim, does. jazz chords, right? I actually went, I pulled up the tabs online. I've never tried to play this song. Oh, and it was like E-flat diminished B minor slash major seven. I'm like, what's minor slash major? There's a, there's a chord in there called G13. <laughs> I don't even know what these things mean. But they but, went around the horn and they came back to an A. <laughs> right? Know? It's, it's just an A. It's just an A. But um, but I, I, that that explains to me like this song has such a unique feel. It does, there's nothing fancy. There's nothing like over the top, and yet it doesn't sound like any other song. The guitar solo in this song is phenomenal. It's like half flamenco, half lounge. Like, yep. it's just incredible. The lyrics are great. It's like a mystery that never ends. I see you crying and I want to kill your friends. Oh, my God. Whoa. Um, I, you know, we talked about power and the passion, like, you know, saying, like, is the chorus is good. Here, it's a battle royale. I really can't decide what's better, the verses or the choruses. Like, oh, the verses yep. in that minor key 
to me it's what makes the song so cool and it's in that interesting rhythm but then the chorus is open up and you got those backup singers just singing and it's like the sun coming out after the rain it's a gorgeous song and uh it, it was it went all over the map because i was like is it top five is it? but um i at some point in listening i was like come hell or high water this is in my top five and it yeah, ended up at four nice right. Well, you know the reason why the lyrics are so amazing and that he, that all those chords are totally unplayable is that it was written by a 15-year-old. So, oh. um, holy No way. Shit. He was 15 when he wrote that? Yeah. That's mind-blowing. Insane. That song is so great. Add the 7-inch. Love wow. it. I don't know I don't know what it is if it, if it was um, edited down for the seven inch, but the beginning of the solo, there's a phrase he plays twice in a row, and it's completely unnecessary, um, and it drives me crazy every time I was listening to it on on, on Spotify. And then he does it again, yeah. And it's not like that on on the version I've heard for most of huh. my life, and it was driving me hmm. insane. Funny how like you know we we talked about like on the Madonna episode, like you, you think you don't care, and yeah. then suddenly you hear something oh. a little different from how you've heard it a million times, and I'm like, what is going on? I don't need it's so perfect and it's really short it's a shredding solo but it's really really short too yeah 25 seconds dude oh my god exactly oh, and, and, and the first five are the same and then yes. all of a sudden yeah. you're waiting on that nuts. one oh my for a god. second holy moly man it's like Oust a it. funny film it's kind of cute oh, totally they how brought the, the bullets that there's no one left to how? shoot how did oh, a teenager god. write that it's insane it's so amazing good. oh my god all right that's all right that's to you is it me yeah well well it has to be oblivious <laughs> but uh, it's not oh. no number four <laughs> is <sighs> don't change by in excess oh in excess makes jim top five Hello. i can die happy i can die happy Number four in 1983, by the way, Adam was whispered to a scream. So good job, man. Nice. But now it has to be Don't Change. Don't Change. Uh, I. D do you guys remember the first, the first date that you went on where you really, really made out with a girl, like or, or somebody, I should yes. say, in this day and age. Yes. But for me, it was a girl who was a little more aggressive than I was, and I was like, "Holy shit, we!" I mean, this is going to places I didn't think it would go, and I didn't realize at age whatever that this was possible, and uh, I. I drove home that night um, uh, and I was very, very happy. And so obviously I wasn't listening to this song in 1983 because I was only 12 then. Right. But uh, I never had any NXS albums. But this song is always tied to a 1987 or 88 uh, memory of just driving home from a date going, holy crap, life is beautiful. Do not change this ever. And oh. I swear to God, I misheard the lyrics this for decades. I thought it was, don't change the earth. Don't change a thing for me. Um, what is it? Don't, don't change, change for, you. for you. Don't change for me. Don't, don't change, change a thing for, for you. Me. Oh, don't wow. Change a thing. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, Jim, I'm right there with you. Funny huh. enough, and, and there's no reason, other reason to to mention it uh, other than you've already broached the subject. Didn't you make out with a girl as midnight struck and we're listening to the year end countdown one year and the girl didn't know the number one song that year? Uh, you know a memory I'm not remembering. So what okay. is that? What is that rye grin? <laughs> what is that rye grin? But let me let me finish on on this song. So anyway, my point is, I really, really had that moment from 91X where you finish a date, you're high on life, and you're just saying, "Oh my God, everything is possible." I'm young, and and I'm that's insane. your soundtrack as you're going and, home, and you that's turn so it on, and that's the soundtrack, and it's just amazing. Um, and now, you know, 40 years later or whatever, um, it is so good on runs. If you are, I'm, I'm getting healthy, I'm in my 50s, I'm gonna live forever, and I'm sitting there on mile number three, just running my ass off, and this song comes on, and it's just, it's just so affirming. I, I love this song. It is top five for sure, so it's number four for me. That's so great. I you love know, it too, and I, and I put it on, my playlist and then I realized oh shit it's 82 it's not 83 and I had to take it off what a great oh no doesn't matter for this one thing that uh, struck me was how low it was on the countdown yeah um, uh, below all these obscure songs and I don't think it was getting play anywhere else so it's not like you know punishing the mainstream stuff Um, but I think that in some ways that makes it endearing because this song is such an anthem like this is an anthem it's just yeah. so powerful it clearly is one of the songs live that like everyone waits for it it totally kills um and yet here it is like modestly landing in what like the 70s or something on the countdown right. Right. um and so one of the things i love about the song is it just it feels like it lays out the blueprint of the titans they're going to become like they are going to take mm-hmm. over the world it's it's destiny and it's just it's written all over this song I, it's written all over your face it's written all over this song um it's just it's awesome like they're rock stars you know from this song they are rock stars i, I would say from this album this album yeah, is okay. fantastic like their first couple albums it's like okay there's like some good stuff but this song it's like front oh, to this back. is this is the first album where they're Kicks like ass. leveling up yeah. for sure yep. and maybe up. their best sam this the swing i don't know yeah. it could be this it could sure. be and, and i'm a swing guy but. like what the hell's that name shabu shuba yeah that's that's what? a different podcast that's so, what we do. <laughs> very Wang Chung. Yes, exactly. Or Wango Boingo. All right. My number four, we've talked about how many songs have incredible intros. And a few of mine, they don't have like completely different intros. It's just a sparse version of the rest of the song. They take the best bit and they, they isolate it, which is one of my favorite tricks for an intro. And I don't know. Uh, if any song on this list does it better than Nobody's Diary by Yaz. If I wait for just a second more Forget what I came here for My head was so full Of things to say But as I open my lips All my words slip away I 
love this song. And I don't know that I really even knew it that that much back in the day. Um, They didn't play it for long. Um, They played Situation and Don't Go for for ages. Uh, Nobody's Diary kind of played Faded Away. And this song is full on Depeche Mode speak and spell. It's only a couple of years after. The backing track could be a Depeche Mode song for sure. Um, But you've got one of England's greatest singers of all time. Um, Alison Moyer's voice is unbelievable. I saw her a couple of years ago. She sounded as good as ever and also had a hissy fit, which was weird on online the next day, uh, complaining that too many people were yelling for Yaz songs. I was like, surely at this juncture, you must be used to people yelling for Yaz songs. But yeah, I guess she went viral the next day after her San Diego show. It's a little weird. But this song is so sparse in parts and it comes back in and it's just so simple and I've, I've always loved it but this is this is my number four wow the mind that fucks me away the mind fuck for me on the, on that song is that that's off of their second album uh-huh. Upstairs at Eric's was their first album I think like you said this song sounds more early Depeche uh-huh. uh, which Speak and Spell came out in 82 so it's like, like super weird but um, but Upstairs at Eric's like for me is like the way better known album and it's the one I like a lot more sure. and so to have like this this song this record come out after that it's usually like you know a band comes out like really strong debut there's the sophomore slump thing but like I, I feel like a lot of bands kind of level up at least especially in like this kind of generation and then like it was kind of like a flip for me when I saw it I was like oh wait a minute. I thought that was I thought that was before because upstairs at Eric's is so to me it feels like so much more of a of a level up anyway you guys have absolutely blown my mind of the 16 songs of 91 that I raked as my lowest of the low freaking nobody's diary and power in the passion anyway oh my God. well Ugh. um uh, what I want to say about that as a card carrying member of the Depeche Mode fan squad like mm-hmm. you want to be mad at Vince for leaving like I, that that was like I remember like in right you know junior high like you're supposed to be mad at Vince but damn Yaz was just so good and he could do the dance tracks well where it laid on the synth heavily but I totally agree with you Adam when he pulls back and let's shine the treasure that is Alison Moyet, which is yeah. this, and it's especially Midnight on on, uh, oh, oh, yeah. on Upstairs at Eric's, which is probably their best song mm-hmm. for my money. But um, yeah, I might agree. Uh, I just so much respect that he has the ability to to recognize like that's that's what some of these songs need is just like pull it back, let her shine. Wow, hey, amen. That's great. Number three right, time. Sam. Yeah, good that's it. songs, good songs. So, um, you know, again, like we're we're going around a lot of these bands we haven't talked about before, um, and uh, for me, mm-hmm. you know, check it off the bingo card. Bingo. Um, there's this was a song that I heard was probably the first song that I remember hearing by this artist, like that that really kind of like got the hooks in i'd heard some of the their songs before um i'm sh- i'm sure living uh in southern california listening to am radio um but every day i write the book by elvis costello nice one
There's the, the romanticism in the lyrics, um, the the way he delivers it, and just like the, the, again the imagery. And we talked about this before on the Blood and Chocolate podcast. But he's so his lyrics are so great. He's such a wordsmith, and he builds these 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 worlds and paints these pictures for you. And um, but with all that said, that opening piano hit, that opening electric piano. The, like the bass and then the piano hit, and it's just like a simple chord um, but it just the sound of it is what brings me into the song right from the beginning uh, like Jim said like the openings of, of so many of these songs are so good um, the whole opening sequence is great one thing that kind of I you know in looking at it I, I saw the video and was like oh uh, let's click play on that it was uh, likenesses of Princess Diana and Prince Charles with Charles trying to gain her attention uh, and they had only been married like two years by the time the song came out how did that work out yeah um, Elvis was almost 30 when the song was released I didn't realize because wow. he was born in like 54 or something like that so this was this, he was 29 when the song came out and uh, it was his first top 40 hit in the US and I read that uh, he said that it was he was just kind of like a lark it was another one of those like I'm gonna see if I can do this song in this kind of style like this kind of romantic silly little song man what a fucking great tune <laughs> Every day. Every day. Uh, it's a gimmick song, and he's such an incredible writer that you don't even notice. Right. right. It's like, you know, it, it's it's up there with I Wonder Who Wrote the Book of Love and Ten Commandments of Love and, and all these classic songs. It is so fantastic. Love it's it. just, I mean, it's a great story. All, all the little parts are so great about it that you don't obsess over, yeah. yeah. The gimmick, like you say. The background vocals of that song are insane yeah yeah kiss me the way you kiss me (laughs) all right all right i i'm sensing this next one's going to be controversial if i haven't been already uh but guys you've listened to the queen episode you were part of the queen episode as far as i remember if you learned anything from that episode, you know, yes, there's the, there's the gospel choir thing. Don't worry. I'm not going, I'm not going there this time, but you also heard me pick crazy little thing called love guys. I like some jazz in my rock. And so I don't care where you land on this one. I can't help falling for the love cats. That's my number three. Slip through the streets while everyone's 
songs we know. This song actually sounds like it's being played by cats. <laughs> like the guitar <laughs> is off. Like the guitar strum. It's wow. I think it's someone with a paw. Yes, there's the guitar <laughs> that obviously like wails just like that. Um, it's uh, the, the whole song is just mischievous. He's yeah. he's scatting as the piano goes up. Da 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 da. da. He's going up. Um, I I think the thing's being played by a bunch of animated cats. Um, love it, cat, cat though. That's different. Right. Different when he says, "I love you, let's go home," and the walking baseline takes off, um, it is stunning to me that one year earlier these guys put out pornography. <laughs> like, talk about a tone shift. Now, um, uh, the walk came out in between that, right, mm-hmm. as, as a first mm-hmm. single. But even the walk, like the walk, is like okay, it's heavy synth, but it's still got that goth, that darker sound to it. Um, this had to have just. I, I, I'm curious, like, what the hardcore purists at that time. I think even we talked about it as Cure fans, like, what to do with Love Cats? Where do you put it? Right. But um, there is, I, I'm of the camp that I think he can pull it off. I, like I've said, guys, it's all a spectrum, and I love artists that can take these giant left turns. Yeah. And I love Haunted Cure and love Haunted Cure, but I can also get down with Cuddly Cure. And yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's some. Something about Robert Smith's voice that that pulls it off. It would be too sweet by half if it was just like some pop singer, but um, it's it's executed masterfully. And it wasn't in my top five at first, but I just kept listening, and I was like, "I'm in. Sign me up. It's my number three. Yes. Dan, uh, this hand is not the, the last time we're going to be talking about this song. You're a fucking absolute genius. Oh, I love oh, it. Absolutely. I was. You were the one I was worried first, about. Maybe. It's the, uh, first, maybe it's the first song that I ever heard by The Cure, and wow. I heard it on a video playing machine in Yellow Brick Road wow. Arcade <laughs> at the uh, UTC whatever uh, uh-huh. skating yeah. rink complex that, that uh-huh. was. Ate there last night. Go ahead. Our really? version of the, and, and our I, version of the Stranger Things mall, basically. Exactly, exactly, and I remember you were able to put in like coins and and pick a video. I mean, and, and that was on as I was walking by, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And right. I love it already. And it was the first song I ever heard by The Cure, so I didn't have that like change. And then you go backwards and forwards, and you're just like, "Oh my god, they're they're unbelievable!" I can't believe you think that'd be controversial on a uh, podcast with Sam. Adam and me. I, I knew I'd have okay. Sam. I knew I'd have Sam. I oh was I was worried about God. you, Jim, if I'm being honest. And Adam was number really two your logic. I don't really follow your logic though of, of oh, you know I'm jazzy because I like crazy little thing called love, so here's love guts. Like I don't hear that at all. But um it's more You of don't like think a, they're both jazzy? No. I think of it as like a country shuffle. A crazy little thing called love. Yeah. Love Gats, oh, super oh, jazzy, gotcha. super jazzy. Old, old rock we, and roll. Yeah, we were just watching um, these incredible uh, Top of the Pop specials, Top of the Pop specials, where they 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 think they do a whole episode on one year, like we're doing right now, actually. And they just did one. <laughs> Good idea. Um, we watched it a couple nights ago. They were talking about Shiny Shiny by Hazy Fantasy and how um, Robert Smith called the bass player and said, hey, we want you to come play a bass line just like that on Love Cats. And got, got that guy... Uh, Come in and do it. Wow. Oh. 
Um, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I dated a girl for eight years whose license plate is Love Cat. And uh, I love this song. I do love it so. <laughs> I, uh, By the way, unbelievable. Oh, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead. I was going to say I dated uh, a girl when I was in high school. She was a senior. I was a sophomore. And uh, uh, humble brag. He's, he, no, he's brought that up before because I remember that humble brag. That's uh, anyway. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's this was this was our song, and she was Lisa Cat, and I was Sammy Cat. Oh, I thought you were going to say that that place oh, oh, last name was K-A-T-T. That yeah. is cute And you walked hand in hand. It's the Aww. only way to I, um, right. How dare we talk that much about the Love Cats, though, and none of us brought up the end. That glorious crescendo up, up, and what? Sam, as you've mentioned in our texturing, that final, that final hit yeah. is genius. Unbelievable. I agree. All right. Is it me? It is you. Oh, God. I can't. I can only go down from there. Wait, no, I thought you were right. Love Cats. Not for number two. I just said Doesn't it's going it to be talked about later. Oh, okay. Wow, that was if a lot it was, of talk. If for... it was 1983, then I'd be talking about it. Must be love, love, love. 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 But it's ni- 2022, and I'm going to talk about. I confess. Yes. Jazzy. Uh, Guys, you know, you may want to put Save It For Later, the best song ever, um, number one on your list. But I confess, if it's the best song on that album, it has to be be, uh, above Save It For Later. Um, Uh, So true. Maybe. Every, every, every um, syncopated, rhythmic, delivery of a line and piano and horn in this song it, it it's it, it's just so um it's it, i don't want to say warm blanket because i will i will um use that phrase for like a uh, uh your silent face type of song wow, but right. but this is just in the pocket for me where if i go here i'm smiling i'm dancing and and that's kind of like where i live it's a, it's a room that i like to visit and this is the best version of that room um so uh, ska is so fucking good and and there's a lot more hip like pick it up pick it up pick it up pick it up ska out there but this is that that melodic ska that I just fucking love um uh just a little uh, just a little word here a little push there darling uh, I, I just I just love it all um I love the out like a light and the breakdown um I know I'm shouting I like to shout <laughs> it's one of those songs that when you when when you when it comes on you know you know every word you know your friends know every word and you can sing it all the yeah. way through and you know it's going to end on ah! you know and it's just so 
fucking gutter- gutturally pleasing that um, that it has to be number three on this list. The tone of Dave's voice is so right. unique. It's so good. And as much I as I as much as I love Dave's voice, the the instrumentation. I mean, to me, that's that's why I put this way above Save It For Later, which I love mm-hmm. Save It For Later, yeah. but Save It For Later is like just a classically written song that, yeah. you know, someone should cover one day. Um, but, you know, <laughs> I, I confess just like the, the sheer number of, of touches, the percussion, yeah. that trumpet solo, come on, like, yeah. Yes, the, the horn solo is uh, amazing in the middle of this. <sighs> yeah. I don't think I did it justice with that explanation. I, I really. We know what you. We know what you. I think I bottled fine. that, and and I was like, "This is the one I have to get right." What are you talking it about? Deserves you, it. Yeah, you talked about the room it. that you want to visit more often. <laughs> yes, that was great. That was really great. Anyway. Let me show you how not to describe a song well with my number three, <laughs> and a song that you hate that we just talked about, and that's "Power and the Passion" by Midnight Oil. Uh. And it's one of those songs that I agree with everything both of you said. I never loved um, the chorus. And there's, what's that one line? Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to forget it. There's one that would Apply the, the fr- appropriate amount of zinc oxide. Nah, the, the phrasing <laughs> on it is so dumb. But the energy of it and the way that bands yeah. were suddenly incorporating rhythm boxes and drum machines in a cool way where they had always been guitars based drums you've got blue monday never stop in excesses black and white and new order um doing way more of this stuff or i said new order but, but I, I you know i made a note because um dan guessed that i would have edge of consent as my one and if i had to do a toss-up between edge of consent and your silent face it would be almost impossible but for my playlist i chose your silent face so just so you know but i love age of consent i love i love that you guessed yeah. that i thought um, age of consent was a single and and your silent face wasn't that's the only reason i went age of consent mm, fair enough uh yeah unbelievable energy and and Sam talked about the sample, whatever it is that they use that on every drum hit. Where normally that would drive me insane, right. but it so works. Um, there's a drum solo in this song, and I like yes. it. Like that's insane. That that never happens. It's the pre-chorus that I think might be my favorite. That and the horns at the end. Um, we you you brought it up, and I and I already mentioned that it kind of it gets a little Radiohead, and man, it just like builds, 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 builds. Um, super dig it. Uh, it is from 1982. Uh, it's not on my on my playlist. It is at number 82 on this countdown. Um, but uh, super dig it. Wish I'd seen them. Never got to. Actually, I think right. I looked this up though. I think it was a single in '83. It's from an album in '82. That you're yeah. you're right, uh, or, or you're, you're probably right because I, I wasn't looking up singles when I was doing this. Not I was strictly going by, down, but, but I mean, we we were picking ones you know strictly that were on this list, what, no yeah, matter what year. Right. If it was right. the Romantics in '79, or if it was something in '83, and I picked a couple that were from the the previous year, and I, I wasn't thinking about it, um, and I was a little disappointed that I I, I wish they were all from '83 because I'm such a nerd about this stuff. But whatever. You know. Well, I I do that year end count countdown every year um, still. Uh, you know, I build the playlist and my rule is if it's an, if it's on an album that comes out that year or it's released as a single that year. Fair enough. Cause it's, you know, it's just, I live a little, 
I just built, well, I built this playlist of my favorite songs from 83 and I'm going to put it out to the world. And I've been listening to that to help me decide where to put stuff. And then I was realizing, well, I need to actually take some of these off. So two nights ago, I went through and looked at a bunch. I'm like, let me just look these up. And I took off like 10 songs because they made the countdown this year, but they weren't from. Right. I know the feeling. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go to number two, guys. Number two. Silver medal. Again. Past Sam and current Sam agree. Number two is in a big country. Uh, uh, of course. Shock. Uh, If there was a song I was going to put solid money on for a person on this podcast, that was yeah. it. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I picked it. I picked the album for an episode. But um, again, all of these top ones, I still get excited when I hear them. After all these years, after how many times I've heard them, I still love them. And In a Big Country is still a great song. It Clearly, it's not a surprise that it made my cut. But... Um, yeah, I mean, go back and listen to that episode to hear us all gush over what an amazing song this is. And, yes. um, and it was nice that it was also it, it, in, the, in the top 10, in the top, top five, in the top three. It was number three yep. of the year, as it should be. Um, you know, just a classic sound. Massive tune, dude. Classic. Massive. Yeah, massive. And, and you know, it, and it did have, it was different enough that it could be on alternative radio, but it rocked enough that it could also be on rock radio. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's my number two. Amazing. Great right, call. And there's, well, I had to hate to interrupt you, Dan, but someone else really likes that song too. And as you said, if you had to make one prediction about one of us picking a song, it was going to be this. And before we started the podcast, I told you we had two guests and you asked me, well, where are you going to put it? And I said, well, I'm going to wait for one person to pick <laughs> the song. You knew all along. And I knew that Sam was going to pick that song. Devious. So, uh, you know, I, I'm lucky enough that I got to be friends with uh, a few people uh, that we listened to when we were growing up, Mike Halloran and, and Robin Roth being the two that I, I see the most uh, in, yeah. in my adult life, and it's such a kick. Um, but I really wanted to just, if I was going to get someone on this episode, I wanted to be um, people that were there uh, from from that first year. And mm. one person uh, that I knew I could probably, hopefully, get to, to do it, because she was at uh, a 91X reunion that I went to, is Pam Wolf. And nice. she wasn't there when they initially changed over but she was there just a few months after so she was there that that first crazy year and she was nice enough to talk to me so uh let's listen to me talking to miss pam wolf so i'm here with pam wolf i'm talking to you from colorado yeah i live in uray colorado they call it the uh, western slope but it's the southwest part of the rockies okay so when do you remember first going into radio uh were you doing college radio was it yeah yeah it was definitely college radio and and i was lucky i landed in with a great group of people um almost all of whom worked professionally in the industry in one way or another um, and that was KCSE Livewire up in Chico. Oh wow! 
When, when did you find out that there was an opening at 91X and, and how did you end up getting down here? So I was working at a shithole in Redlands, California, mm-hmm. and it was out in the middle of the desert. And it was, and, and I thought that that was a shithole. Little did I know I would be working in Tijuana. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the hill. I can't wait to, for, to hear the what <laughs> Oh, man, that thing. Oh, man. I never, I never imagined as a kid that, that that's where it was really coming from. But yeah, I hear, I've heard from so many people from those early days. It's, it just sounds. I had unreal. no idea. I didn't care though. I wanted to work there so badly. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to work there because I could listen to it from uh, Redlands because it was, you know, San Bernardino and it picked up 91X. Yeah. So I was listening to 91X all the time mm-hmm. and I wanted to work there more than anything, uh-huh. more than anything. And uh, then I heard that they had an opening for nights and so I uh, put together my tape and I sent it off and then they had me uh, come down for an interview and they had me do a shift like it was like from 2 to 6 a.m. or something Uh ridiculous down in Mexico (laughs) and I gleefully went Uh like seriously I was like more than happy to be there Mm -hmm. and then I went back home and I did not hear from them and it was like a week went by and I didn't hear anything and I was just so bummed. Mm. I was sure I didn't get it and I don't know why um, Mad Max was dragging his feet but he was dragging his feet but they finally did call me uh-huh. and offered the job and I I just, I thought that's it, I, this is it. This is where I want to be. Were you were you into this kind of new wave music before oh, you yeah. got down here? So, and I was just so happy to be there. Like it was the biggest moment of my whole life. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I'd finally achieved success and was in a position where I could share a ton of music with a ton of people. And you know, I'd always wanted to be able to do that to share good music with good people as corny as it sounds but you know i mean music's everything is still mm-hmm. each part of my life so i know it must have seemed totally isolating to be in this weird little room on a hill in tijuana while thousands of people listened i've heard different stories about people when they kind of realized how well it was doing in San Diego. Did anyone ever hear your voice or, or did you, I assume that you had to like do promotion events and then you can kind of get a sense of how quickly it was happening? It, it was so fast. I mean, I felt like I'd only been there a couple of months before it just exploded. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when those first books came out, I mean, we were scoring such high numbers. It was ridiculous. It was just insanity. Like nobody had seen those kinds of Arbitron numbers ever. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous, like nines and twelves. And today, you know, it's like one point six. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but back then it was just monstrous. It was, you know, the station was massive, and everybody knew who we were, and 
I, I mean, I can remember I was, um, I think I was out at uh, San Diego State Amphitheater for a show or something. And I was uh, going to the restroom and I was talking to my friend and we were leaving the restroom and somebody goes, that's Pam Wolf. That was Pam Wolf. <laughs> and <I was> like, what? <laughs> it's really interesting to look at this list because um, K-Rock had done... Uh, done lists like this since 1980. We would sit there tallying the songs in a binder on pieces of lined paper uh-huh. and and we'd be down there partying and doing these ballads, you uh-huh. know, but we were so, that's like how into it we were. Right. Like everybody was into it. Everyone who worked there loved working there. We loved the music mm-hmm. so much. Excellent. Well, Thank you for for sharing so much, but I got we have to ask the important question. Looking at that list, I know it's hard to pick uh, just one favorite. Do you have a song on there that you, if you never heard it again, that'd be that'd be great, or 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 a huge favorite from from all those? Well, the one I don't want to ever hear again is "Too Shy" by Kaja Gugu. <laughs> I don't ever hear it ever ever again. Ever, <laughs> I always had a real soft spot, um, and not just the debut album, but the single in a big country, which oh, yeah. I had purchased an import before the album even came out. Mm-hmm. And I, I bought it when I was working in Redlands, and it was a 12-inch import, and it has a B-side, has a short version, and then it has like a five-minute version of In a Big Country. Uh-huh. Is it like a this. remix? Yes. Uh, I, remember you, I remember you guys used to play it. <laughs> I, I still have it. Uh-huh. it uh-huh. I, and I remember I just saw it in a record store and I was looking at it and I saw it was produced by Steve Lillywhite. Oh, sure. And I knew who he was because of XTC oh, and, yeah. you know, Peter Gabriel. And I was like, I'm buying this. Nice. And I still love that song. Whenever it comes on, I have to stop and listen to it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, we actually, one of one of the guy the guy who lives in Denver, it's one of his favorite albums of all time. So that was one of the ones that we ranked. And oh man, I, I, I'm right there with you. I could, I could hear it a million times. Oh, I yeah. It never gets old. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful. And they were such a good band. They had a lot of good albums, mm-hmm. you know. Well, thanks so much. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go off to uh, your your snow your snowcat mount. <laughs> She's wearing a, a snowcat that you can't see. Oh yeah, you know it, man. Gotta, yeah. gotta keep warm. Well, thanks so well, much thank for doing so this. Much. I appreciate it. This was really cool. I really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. You're welcome. That was Pam. God, that was so cool. I mean, here's a from Billy Bones and Pam Wolf. That's yeah, great yeah, job. They were they were both so so nice. And she and I like Billy had a, a lot of great stories. So it was really hard for me to edit it down just for this. So definitely, um, we'll, we'll be posting a link uh, to our YouTube channel. We'll we'll have um, the full conversation with both um, oh, yeah, the of them YouTube that I did. Channel. Like, oh yeah, you heard of that? Mm-hmm. YouTube.com totally. slash. I don't know. I don't know if it's slash we will rank you pod or something. I don't know. We'll find it. Pretty um, good questions, Adam. I like it. Yeah. I had so many more. It was really hard for me to <laughs> down. I can't wait for you guys to hear the rest. I'll send it to you Sweet. before it comes out even. Thank you. All right.
Who's next? Dan. Dan. I think this guy. All right. So you guys have this list of what 1983 you would have liked and what modern day you would have liked. Um, I obviously did the same thing, except my 83 was all metal. <laughs> but I can guarantee you, even if I'd been listening to 91X and it, you know, kind of caught the new wave early, I this would not have been on my list in 1983. Um, I didn't know I was allowed to like this song back then. But now, I love this song, you guys. Like a birthday or a pretty view. <laughs> my number two is Rio by Duran Duran want to talk about great openings like i kept waiting when you're talking about great openings you forget because in radio either they don't play it or they step on it i don't know but it is 17 seconds of just one intensifying it's almost like day in the life in reverse it's just like the strings but there are so many little moments in there this whole song is produced masterfully i i did not realize at the time those drums start exploding the bass just jumps in and kind of never lets up the rest of the song and that guitar just starts wailing bam bam right just non-stop and then enter simon right i personally have always been a little bit hard on simon i feel like he's got a few lyrics in every song that just make you absolutely wince we were talking about with midnight oil but like duran has the wince the wincy lyrics at times but man is he on right here he drives this entire song he's just in the flow the way he sings these lyrics just they just fit along with the whole kind of breezy Mm -hmm. tone of the song it's just it's it's actually really impressive and uh i feel like his delivery here it's it sounds like the video looks right which if there's a song here we're going to talk about a video it is simon laban sitting astride the bow of a yacht cutting across the water while the ocean sprays up dramatically around him in a white suit while he is dressed thank you sam head to toe in a fucking pastel suit and he's acting like that's his destiny right like the 90s have Kate and Leo standing at the bow, but the 80s have Simon putting that bow between his yeah. legs. You tell me which is more iconic. Uh, it's it's incredible. And like I like I started with, like to me in the early 80s, Duran Duran was a girls band. I know that sounds terrible, right. but that's, that's like well, what I thought. Yeah. Because yeah. every hot girl I knew had a Duran Duran poster <laughs> in their room. And it's like the chicken egg thing. I don't know if I just found them hotter because they had a Duran poster in the room 
or if like there's something chemical in the brain of girls I found attractive that made them put up a poster but this isn't a science podcast so we'll yeah. do that for another time <laughs> but but Duran was just everywhere right the girls dug yeah. Duran and these guys were like the epicenter of mainstream cool in 1983 right like you wow. had the cool, but these guys owned it and you know we talked about like trends listening to all these songs you guys have pointed out some of them but it's amazing how much of the music had that tropical vibe, right? Jimmy, you talked about I Confess, which is mm. totally in that. Um, I actually think Oblivious has some of that as well. Um, but the these whale. guys just... Also on this. What yeah, is belly that? Belly of the whale. whale. Belly yeah. of the Whale. I mean, wings these guys of, just wings owned Wings of a Dove it. by Madness. Yeah, the, uh, right. Yeah. Steel drum, yeah. It was just such mm. a thing. Um, Good call. Cherry Ice Cream Smiles is the name of my 80s tribute band. Should I ever start mm, one? I love nice that one. line. Yeah. And and then, you know, let's end it by talking about the home stretch of the song where those drums go double time. Simon kicks it off with the hey now. Woo, look at that. <laughs> and then you've got that. It's really funny. I never thought of that. <laughs> and then you've got that. The whole thing, that sax just goes off. This thing is a masterpiece dressed in a Hawaiian shirt, and I am fully buying it. Dude, you're so right. It's such a yeah. great song. Oh, I just it's so great. I just heard it. Um, you know those um, those bars uh, on like major streets and, and cities um, mm. that have like piano players up front, and ours is called the Red Piano in Santa Barbara. And there's a guy who you know the, it's the sing along bar. You know, come and put it. Right. You know, tip in their mm-hmm. jar and, and and write the name of the song you want to hear. Yes. And this guy pulls out the guitar and he starts doing Rio. And I was like, oh, my God, it's so simple to play on guitar. And, and of course, when it's the whole place is just it's great. And you talk about his lyrics and how, you know, they fit so well. Man, I always thought I was I was so confused because why does it mean so much to him? Like a, bird of, like a bird of prey or a pretty view. Mm. I'm like, why does a bird of prey uh, mean so much? To I Simon mean, Lamar? he's done weirder. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that no, past him. Oh no, it's birthday, and I know it now, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, right. But, but absolutely a great song, a jammer, and you cannot deny the greatness. And it is, right. it is, it is as quintessential '80s as Miami Vice or whatever right. you're gonna say. You know, it's yeah. just amazing. It's one of those. Touchstones and and it holds up like that. Yeah, I guess that was the piece. You know, once I put the headphones on too and just listened to it, I don't think I ever gave it credit for just how much is going on in that song. That yeah, is just yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. Well, and you know, as as much of the face of that band as Simon Lebon is, um, I mean, and they're all face men. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, but like when you when you get below the surface of it. And you start listening to that bass, like John Taylor. Oh my God, this guy! Like how funky, how good is this guy? And you just listen to it, and it's just got these like bass runs, and he's like doing boom, bop, damp, damp, boom, and you're just like, what? Like, it's but you, but it's not up front. It's not up front. You have to, you have to be paying attention to yeah, it, right. or else it just kind of sneaks right there in, and it's just bubbling right. under everything. But when you, if you, and like, I would love to see that YouTube video of just John Taylor's isolated bass on some of these early songs, because it's just phenomenal. 
Well, if you didn't see any of them during the pandemic, he was doing these tutorials where he talked about them. And I, I didn't. cannot recommend them enough. Oh, Go watch the Rio one. It's fantastic. Definitely. He talks about how he came up with almost every great wow. baseline he ever did. Really? Um, and plays it. And Oh, and doing this here. And oh my God, fantastic. Um, Su- so. Super, super tangential. I did see a video of um, how they created the opening synth for Hungry Like a Wolf. Like that, that, um, like that random synth that kind of bubbles throughout it. It's so i love that i love that sound um that's somewhere out there too and it's super cool it's, i, I love mean it. the synth in this song i didn't even mention the synth but even that alone is incredible yeah and it doesn't sound that dated i mean it sounds so 80s yeah. but it just sounds cool and futuristic still yeah. um just by sheer coincidence i got i was at the aforementioned uh, ice skating rink uh got a call from a friend who wanted to talk to me immediately because he needed my help with punny band names he and a friend are doing <laughs> metal versions of yacht rock songs jim's worst nightmare um and yeah. was looking for uh band names because mega yacht their original one had been taken and he started throwing all these ones that other ones that they thought of that were great maiden voyage is still my favorite probably Ooh, even come though on. Um, seriously so good and then zach came up with boaterhead but i i took this one even though it's not very yachty but i don't oh, see if does that make sense so i took the i took the picture of duran on the yacht and made duran duran rio into dio <laughs> anyway yeah. well, who's ronnie next? ronnie james um, I think it's me. I think it's me. Number two. And um, my number two pick, guys, is the second best song on this list. Is it? Yeah. It's called The Cutter. I wondered. I wondered. When you picked Never Stop, I was like, I wonder where the cutter is. Oh, my God. Why are you guys messing around? Why do you mess around? (laughs) The string opening, the guitar stabs, the way he says, you know, spare us the cutter, you know, just everything about this is great. The synths behind the synths or keyboards, I don't know what it is, behind the chorus, you know, um, conquering myself i, I just absolutely love it 145 into the track dan you know we like our timings uh, yeah. 45 in um the change you know drop in the ocean and then it just changes and everything changes which by the way if the you last- had asked me i would have told you it came way later because i did the exact same thing i, I noted where the i know i thought it happened two-thirds of the way through i was like 145 well, it comes back. And yeah, and then it comes back. Right. Am I the happy loss? Will I still recoil when the skin is lost? It's the best. Part. Am I the worthy cause? <laughs> Will I still be ever. soiled yeah. when the dirt is up? I just absolutely love it. Can we yeah. sing it all together now? <laughs> Conquering <laughs> myself <laughs> Anyway. <clears throat> Um, and then at 2.41, drop in the ocean and it breaks down. Do, 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 do. Watch the fingers close. Oh, guys, the whole thing is an amazing piece of work. It is um, in the Louvre. They borrowed it and they put it on this album and they're going to return it later. Um, Anyway, it's the best. You, you do a really good Ian. You do a really good Ian. What's the thing I mean, he was just studying in his presence just a month ago with me. Oh, so, God, and, and they played this, and it was they awesome. They played it, and it was amazing. Yeah. It was it was painful. The cutter came in and out of my top five so many times, and 
where yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I've making made a, terrible I've made mistakes. A terrible mistake. yeah. By the so, way, uh, what is the cutter? Mistakes. What is the cutter? I don't know, but I couldn't cut the mustard, which I it, didn't know he was singing for yeah. forever. Yeah. I don't know what I thought he was singing, yeah. but agree. It, um, it, whatever it is, sounds terrifying. Like that's that's my thing. Spam us the cutter with a. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near the cutter. That's all I know after <laughs> listening to that song. Actually, we were watching um, the pod, the Padres. It's so close this year, and man, there are a lot of pitchers that throw what are referred to now as cutters mm-hmm. um, over and over. So yeah, I watched. I watched. There you go. With, it's a baseball song. I watched it with our, <laughs> our high school friend Scott Brown, and at one point he he was quoting Echo. It was so great. I'm like, yep, pretty much. Pretty it, it, it much. is that that bridge that change. That's one of my favorites in all of recorded music. That's uh, unstoppable. I mean, it's, it's, it's why this song goes so high. With, yeah. Without that, to me, the song doesn't go nearly as high. Yeah. That's yeah. That brings it into the stratosphere. Yeah. Yeah. For the Ocean Rain episode, I was trying to find some quote where he was talking about how great his, his bridges are and talking about, like, I don't know, cut her or seven season. I can't remember which one he was talking about. I could not find the quote to save my life, but oh, such a great so call. Great. All right. My number two, I stand by these two. But I'm. I, it's so. You guys are talking about songs with so many great parts, and I'm realizing that my top two are mostly vibes. I and, love it. Okay. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but it's just they, they've they've always stuck with me. Um, in 1983, one of the most original bands of all time basically made a Devo record, and I love it. And it's the B-52s, Whammy. But that's not the song I chose at number two. My favorite song is Legal Tender. Yay! It's a great song! So fucking good. I, I love Jim, I thought you hated the B-52s. <laughs> Do I not know that? Do I misunderstand that? Yeah, you misunderstand oh, okay. yeah. that. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Good. I remember you being surprised when we went and saw them how much fun they were alive. Oh my God. Legal Tinder is amazing. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's such a vibe. And there's so many great little simple things where things come in and out. But it's a drum machine. I'd never think of them as a drum machine band. That album is so great. They out Devo Devo. Um, and I remember, funny enough, seeing the video for this song on the 91X TV show. And I remember watching it in black and white on my grandmother's old TV that she gave me and just going, God, they look so cool. The way it was shot with the shadows I've and you can see it. parts of their faces and then you can't. And the, the way the, 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 the dots go on the guitars, you know, if you ever wanted to learn the solo, there it is. Right. Um, it is just such a great song. And, and I, I love them so, so much. And they, they rarely play it anymore. Maybe they play it now, I don't know. But I, I don't know if I ever saw them play it in all my time seeing them. I worked for their um, management. Uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned that on the show. And all kinds of famous people called, but the one 
set of voices I could never get over calling were those people because you've heard those voices a million times and they would call in and I'd have to transfer their calls and I never got used to those voices coming going like can I speak to Renata you know in, the, in those Georgia did, did, voices did he, did he that say you put that, in hi I'm, I'm Fred did he say I'm Fred and I'm a Capricorn can I speak to I totally I wish so that's my number two um before I forget, before we get to our number ones, I, uh, Pam mentioned something about um, being able to listen to the station in San Bernardino. We all kind of perked up. I know I did. Dan and, and Jim, when you moved away to college, did you listen to 91X? Did it reach you up there yes. in LA and Santa Barbara? Yes, it reached to Santa Barbara. Uh, no, it did not reach me, but Adam... On the drive from UCLA back home, I can uh -huh. tell you the exact turn on the freeway where yep. it comes in. Exactly. And so I'd be like, K-Rock, 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 and okay, here we go. Yes. Here, here's the yes. thing, Adam. Here's the thing, Adam. <laughs> Santa, it. <laughs> Santa Barbara has south-facing beaches. It juts mm -hmm. out over uh -huh. the ocean, and it's a direct line. So we got the Minus nice. 690 mm -hmm. and 91X. Right, because I used to listen to the Minus 690. Um, I, think, I think you know this. My family used to go to Santa Barbara for family camp. And and we would listen to the Midas 690 when I was there. I didn't have yep. to leave it behind. But I remember being in parts of the valley when I went to school in Northridge, and I'd be listening to 91X, and I'd get to a stoplight, and it would slowly fade out. And, I, and I'd like inch one inch forward, and it would come back in. I'd be like standing still, like, don't move, like, don't even turn green. <laughs> You know, like I need to hear the end of this song or whatever, but um, I love it. You know, we, we listened to a lot of K Rock in college, and man, 91X was better in so many ways. And oh, yeah. and 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 if if talking to Billy and Pam weren't weren't proof, um, they were just not. They were somewhere more accessible. They were still cool, yeah. um, but they didn't put themselves on pedestals the way the K Rock DJs did. We right. went to those K Rock acoustic shows, and they just could not stop patting themselves on the back for like being the greatest station in the world. And and we're looking at each other, going like, 91 X is better." You know, yeah. they play better yeah. music. Their yeah. DJs are funnier, more real, and down to earth. And we yeah. loved it. And it was yeah, maybe it was so part great. of that underdog thing that San Diego has with LA. But man, yeah. we just yeah. always liked it better. God, it's great. I think we're ready for some number ones. Holy, I thought we'd never get here. I'll, Four I'll, hours in. I'll just piggyback on Adam a little bit. Love the Whammy album. Love the song Whammy. Love the song Legal Tender. They probably canceled each other out. That was probably like a little sine wave that just like canceled each other out because they they were they were probably in my top. Both of those songs were probably in my top 20. And when it just came time to to just like trim a little i'm like it doesn't quite reach these levels um and so going all the way up all the way to the the levels going all the way up to number one this song uh and i can't remember if i've mentioned it before on the podcast but this song for me is my san diego song i mentioned we had a sit my dad had a timeshare on a sailboat so we had one week a month and we would come out for spring break sometimes we'd come out for like the long president's day weekend we'd come out in the summer a couple times and that's where i would get my 91x fix i would bring my boom box i would you know have the tape put it in just record the radio so i could take it back to colorado and be like uh, listen losers so great <laughs> listen losers this is what real radio sounds like nice and this song whenever like it and i and it started probably like you know 86 maybe I, I started noticing when i would come into town turn on 91x this is one of the first songs i would hear and when we were getting ready to leave 
you know, packing up, radio's on. It was one of the last songs I would hear. Almost like fucking clockwork. And it continued through college. That song is Don't Change. Oh, shit. My number one is Don't Change by NXS. It's the best of the lot. It always makes me feel good when I hear it. It always reminds me of San Diego. And so naturally, it's at the top of my list of 91X songs. Great call. Ah, gorgeous. Great call. That makes me happy. That That's a song that feels like it was built to be number one on a list. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. they, yep. They, yeah. they sat down and said... Let's write a song that's supposed to be number one. What about the one thing? Isn't that more apropos? I don't know. That's uh, misunderstood. (laughs) Commonly misunderstood. Yeah. So this this one this one was pretty quick with a bullet. Wow. Neat. Awesome. Love it. All right, Dan. Well, I will tell you guys when I started this list, um, and if you just if I just started stroll you know scrolling through songs from '83, I would not have expected that I would have ended up here. Nice. And even more so, you guys, now that the night is as far in as it is, which is fucking really far in because it's been a long night, I would have never imagined this whole night was headed in this way. Sit down, Jim. My number one song is The Power and the Passion. <laughs> oh my God. How's my poker fucking face? Incredible. Because as both of you Holy shit. as both oh. of you guys were talking, I'm like, I can't please don't take all the stuff. I I I mean again to remind like people who don't have the list in front of them, this was 82 on the countdown. It's not like this was like screaming, it's an obvious oh. I cannot believe that three out of the four of us picked it. It's incredible. I, I'm just remembering that you, I don't remember you ever talking about early stuff, but I, I remember you digging when, when they got huge. So like, holy I did, holy. I, I did, yeah. I did dig them. And, uh, you know, it's one of those bands that uh, f- f- as far as I can tell, they don't get paid. They don't get played anywhere. Like, I don't feel right. like I hear them anywhere on the no. radio dial. We don't really have you like guys a are talking uh, about it because you haven't heard it in a while. And you're like, Oh, nostalgia. I mean, it's you raised know, to the uh, that's throw, not, that's throw, not throw whatever bombs, here. throw whatever right. bombs. The no. freaking throw. best songs on the 91. Oh, list you're very what upset. We're doing. You're very, no. I'm gonna, oh, this, this is, I recognize this from with my daughter. Sometimes she needs a minute to, <laughs> to cool down. So I'm going to give you that. Um, you know, like this song, you guys said so much of it though. This is an incredible song. It, he's singing about like a beach holiday. And at first you're like, wait, did, did Midnight Oil just put out like a fun poppy song? But that's clearly not the case. Cause it's Peter Garrett's voice. Right. And Adam, you nailed it. As soon as they get to the pre-chorus, you're like, okay, something's up. Yeah. Cause pre-chorus you know, they great. take all the trouble. It starts to get like aggressive. But we get to two minutes and 33 seconds in, Jim. You got to respect that I did the time stamps. (laughs) And we're still on that beach, but now Jaws is here in the form of a 53-second drum solo. Okay. Uh, Is that called a solo? It's Yes. It's a barrage of percussion. It's literally every percussion instrument ever invented. (laughs) But it holds holds together. And I actually read this clip by the drummer. Um, what's kind of brilliant about it okay. is they they use the drum machine also, as you mentioned, Adam. Yeah. It's the it starts in the beginning. It never stops. That drum machine goes through every single thing. And so, what was interesting, the drummer Rob Hurst was saying that like he felt totally free to do the drum solo because it was over that. Yeah. 
that that drum machine, which was keeping kind of the beat, which again in '83 was like a little bit revelatory, right? Or '82, if you want to say. Um, that drum solo to me is just so incredible, and yet exactly you nailed it, Sam. Peter Get throws in that little uh-huh at the end, <laughs> and they're right back into the song. And then all of a sudden we're in Memphis with those horns. That wow. first again, they kind of sound bright and cheery, like whoa, they're going. But literally, the more you listen, they're like, wait, they're squealing. They're they're actually calling out for help. Like they get more and more distressed. Didn't think of Radiohead, Adam. That's a great call. Well, yeah. And it just it ends that ending like rivals Love Cats in terms of like the drama that it just ends on that giant squeal. To me, one of the reasons this is number one is um, we talked about it a little bit with Rio, but when you listen to this now, to me, this sounds utterly fresh. If this came yeah. on the radio, I would literally be like, who are these guys? I want to hear more. It does not sound like something that is 40 years old. Uh-huh. And to me, that's incredibly impressive. I, To me, this is still like the cool alternative thing that doesn't quite fit with anything else being played, which is wild. Um, yeah, I... I love this song. It's not just nostalgia. That's awesome. I, mean, I, I can't believe three out of the four of us picked. I'm going to force you. I'm going to force you to to do a uh, like one of those iPhone wake up alarm things. Um, you know, th- th- your 6 a.m. wake up call, and you have a choice between save it for later or power it in the passion, and you're going to choose this. Oh, and I'm going to get out of bed so much faster, too. Let's go. Mr. I'm complaining that I don't have the right soundtrack for my runs. And beds, you know, like, beds (laughs) are going to be, like, behind you burning as you, like, scream from the streets. Hilarious. Well done. This this song, I'm I'm really surprised, Jim, that, that you are that... A god and a gas. The power. That's not it. The, that's not it. Yeah, we I'm talked not about surprised. It. This is none of this Turn is surprising me, but I love jail. it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Listen. Come on, Jim. So, show us what's what. <laughs> okay. So, uh, it, it, 1983, Jim, and number two spot. I didn't say that was Mad World. Uh, Cutter is wow. is the number two this year. Oh, how can you just damn Bachacho okay. like that? Oh, yeah, I was I was I was just about to predict your number one before you said Mad World. Wow. Um, nineteen eighty three. Jim would say Love Cats is number one for sure. Oh, uh, I haven't heard it yet, so here we are. But uh, nice. today's Jim. Oh, is right. <laughs> it, it is right. <laughs> and today's stop Jim, confusing me. <laughs> Today's Jim. Today's Jim says, "I hear your footsteps in the street. It won't be long before we." Oh meet. wait, what? It's now obvious. I'm confused. I'm so confused. How many Jims are there? Can you start with that? <laughs> it's okay. obvious, Dan. It's obvious. The right choice for all time of the best song in this '91 uh, is "Oblivious" by Aztec Camera. Oh, that makes me so happy. That um, makes me so... We, we do have a future wow. together, Jim. Yes, we do. Jazz chords, background vox and chorus. Count me in and count me out. I'll uh. be waiting for the shout. <laughs> the bridge, the guitar solo. Um, it is 25 seconds of heaven, that guitar solo. Um, they call us lonely when we're really just alone. God. And like a funny film, it's kind of cute. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I've said it all before when you talked about it, but it's absolutely the best song in the 91. It 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 is one of those songs that you forget about. And when you're reintroduced, yes. you're yes, like, that's true. You're like, oh, my God, that's that's my joy. That's like the 
God, I, I don't even. It, it's like it's like the chocolate bonbon that is your favorite Christmas treat that you. Oh my God, I haven't had this since Grandma served it to me in 1975. You know, it's it's the best flavor in the world. You know, <laughs> whatever uh, it I is. Mean- absolutely it's, never disappoints it's the best song in the world it's another song um we were just talking about with power and the passion it's a song that doesn't seem to get played anywhere at least that i come across no. and it's just like what are you people doing like this is a gem this is an incredible did song. you guys ever listen to any more aztec camera other than yes. oh, yeah. uh, all i want yes. is everything and good morning yeah. britain was what, what oh, yeah. what's the uh, one with uh, pianos and clocks on it um dream dream land i think that's that's my favorite album by Aztec Camera. Mm. And then that was like '93. Oh, um, yeah. Nah, I mean, I, right, I'm sort of a Cosby. Like he got old when he wasn't 15. He wasn't cute anymore. So we don't really, you know, we we stop paying attention. Like Menudo, you age out of Aztec Camera, right? Different singer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam. Back to me. Number one. I don't know if Dan and Jim know about this or if i ever even told them that i wanted to do this but um it was 11th grade or 12th grade that i got roped into doing an air band i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the podcast brian crepshaw and two other guys i can't even remember who said hey will you be our eddie van halen um we're gonna do an air band and i said sure i, I I'm, I'm a great air guitar player what, what you got and they wanted to do the song ice cream man i'm like okay um don't know it but i'll learn it right it's old blues song you know fun, fun whatever great so cool great. so they gave me a guitar to, they, to, to play on the stage and i get up in front of the whole school and we play you know i'm, I'm, I'm air guitaring and for whatever reason the cassette um in the auditorium was either just the left speaker just the right speaker or they'd monoed it out so there was literally no guitar playing through the speakers and i was up there being eddie van halen for the entire school but i did all my moves uh, you know like that, that you couldn't no hear track no track i can't i can't hear. tell where this is going but i love it so, so um but i never got to live out my number one air band fantasy i had thought about this for years and i don't even know if i ever asked anyone if they wanted to do it and that song is That's Good by Devo. <laughs> oh. It's a jam. love this song then i love this song now it is one of my favorites of all time it's got one of my favorite 80s synth intros it's either this or wall of voodoo's ring of fire as far as like the greatest 80s sinister cool like every time it comes on i just want to crank it right up um when i finally got to see them 
um, in the 2000s. They would open their shows with this after this huge long intro that took like five minutes for them to get out on stage. And I was losing my marbles by the time they get on stage. Thank God they did it at Cruel World. They didn't open with it, but it was so fantastic. Yeah. I almost got to live up my fantasy. I've, I've talked about these uh, cover shows that we did um, called Undercover at um, a little club in, in San Diego. And for their anniversary, they did a Femmes Talking Heads Devo Night. And I got to do one song of each. And of course, I was like, oh my gosh, that's good. We have to do that's good. And, and people were like, okay, cool. Um, but there was so much to learn that night. The band didn't really learn it that great. And it wasn't quite as synth heavy. Even though it was effort noted, Greg Hetson from Bad Religion was playing that night because he loves Devo. So I got to do that one in satisfaction. Wow. Could have been better, but holy moly. Um, it's such a weird, ambiguous lyric too. It's like talking about if you want something but if everyone wants the same thing everyone can't have the same thing it's just perfect diva weirdness set to this just like right incredible pulsing song i never get tired of it i never ever get tired of this song it's not from 1983 it's from 1982 oh well but right. i was so happy to put it at number one nice that. so you you said you said that like the air guitar but like is that is this the air guitar part that you want I to do? I wish I could have convinced four other friends it? to dress up as Devo and do this song. I never even asked anyone. It was always oh, like, God, oh, God, I don't God. know who to ask. And I just never did. Instead, I had one air band moment. It was terrible. In my head, someday I'm, 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 I'm up there with Dan, Jim, and two other friends. We're in full Devo duddage and we bring the house down and go to the semifinals or whatever, whatever people went to back then. I don't right. know. <laughs> so ready. Right ripping off the parts of our yellow suits like on Cruel World. Yes, yes. I, I love I love that we picked this topic or it was chosen for us or whatever however we arrived here. Um, <laughs> Magic carpet. But, uh, but what a great year and I remember taping the um, top five or whatever on a, on, a, on a tape, a cassette tape as it played and I remember after Red 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 Wine um the next song they played was actually New Year's Day. Because yeah. It, it, oh, right. That was, that was already played. Makes that was sense. like number 10 or whatever. Uh. So they repeated that. And then I remember the next song after that was uh, the Eurythmics, um, Here Comes the Rain Again. Wow. And, and I just thought I'd throw that out there. It means nothing to anybody. But if you were listening that night, you know that those are the next two huh. songs after the top 91. And, that is so funny. Um, and then it, the, For years the and years and years, they would play New Year's Day yeah, after yeah. the number one Oh, song. really? Was that ever? For sure. It was forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you year. got to see, you got to make out with a girl um, underneath the Cure poster uh, while the Cure was named number one. I watched B-52s play Love Shack on New Year's Eve, 89, as they were crowned number one. And I think Dan might have been there when we watched Oingo Boingo play Dead Band's Party on New Year's Eve at the sports arena when it was the number one song. So. Wow. What? Okay, we're going to talk oh, about the that stats, makeout session the later. The stats of it all. Yeah, we're going to have to talk. That's off the record. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks, guys, for an epic, epic. our longest one yet. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I love 91X. I mean, this is just, it's my it's my yeah. whole being i love yeah. it yep I, I and when we chose this i wasn't even thinking i'm like oh that'll be fine i didn't even think like oh yeah this was like my obsession yes <laughs> <was> like, yeah <laughs> oops right. all right everybody well, well 
you want to know what's next? Oh my God! Yeah, what is that? Right. Yes. Oh, I will. I will. Adam's I will tell you before you announce what's next. The only songs that had d- r- duplicates don't change. Sam mm-hmm. number one, me number four, Oblivious, me number one, Dan number four, and then Wolf. some uh, horrible song <laughs> named by three of you. Say it. Mention. Say the name. <laughs> say it. What is it? What is it? Oh wait, but we all picked. We, three of us picked the, the same uh, watching, right? Wasn't Thompson Twins? Oh, yes. a four. Yeah, yes. t- two of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. As, Wait, as what, what were the numbers for Power and the Passion? Like, where okay, did they come Dan, no, Dan number one, Adam number three, Sam number five. Oh, that's so great. When, when, you, when you tally those up, Jim, there's 82. a clear number one. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what are we doing next? Well, so, yeah, we... Um, we did a run of those greatest hits albums and we 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 postponed wild card so it wouldn't break it up so we all picked a greatest hits wild card is is coming a little bit late i have uh the final uh regular uh i guess record we're going to do before um we finish season two so um i have been wrestling with this one for a long long time this is probably the album i've wanted to do most the entire time that we've done it but i haven't had the guts to do it but i have to thank this guy in my lower right dan for inspiring me a couple weeks ago we were doing something i was looking up how many listens all of our different episodes had and there at the bottom were three albums that if you showed me the album cover i wouldn't even recognize it and dan is the only one with the guts enough to pick ones that were maybe a little not as well known to us elvis costello rod stewart and yeah yeah yes jim's always prodding himself on i picked the most popular ones but no dan dan blew our minds uh with some new stuff so i was like okay i'm gonna, I'm gonna jim is so that's, scared <laughs> that's not as well known and by not as well known i mean they're on tour right now selling out theaters all over america so they're hardly right. uh, obscure um but we're again approaching new territory with my pick we're doing a decade we've never done and we're doing a country we've never done indonesia indonesia from the 1920s is correct for the win (laughs) (laughs) we're doing uh we're doing arcade fire from the 2010s Ooh, that's a really really good guess they're selling out theaters right now i just saw them last weekend holy you just nailed the decade and the country and the country but not the band you, but not the right band okay canada canadian from the 2010s i have listened to this album more in the last few years than any album by a lot not broken social scene no way no but that's a good guess as well only other it's band i can think sloan. of would be sloan right it's an interesting guess but 2010s well, the tragically hit Oh my God. 2010s jim 2010s <laughs> we're gonna be doing the 2014 self-titled debut from always oh, oh interesting and i went to dan- i didn't realize they were canadian I went, neither did they I. are selling neither out theaters I. right now you're right i went to dan's 2014 countdown thought for sure they were gonna be on it they're not i was driving around a couple weeks ago and as i'm driving down the street in my neighborhood i came across 
a carnival that was being set up for the next day and the twinkling lights of the carnival fit the song so much i was like oh my gosh i need to drive around and take video of it and i and i'm like i want to post this and just not say who it is i don't care i'm like no because i don't want people to know that it could be that i'll screw it no one ever reads my instagram anyway and what happens <laughs> sam sees it and says who's that song by and i was like ignore ignore i'm not even responding i'm not responding everyone and their mom is posting their, their top spotify um a festival right. playlist i wasn't posting mine because always is on it and i didn't want you to even think like what's that band because i can tell by jim's face he doesn't know them perfect so uh, they Sweet. they were in the running for my countdown in 2014. We'll get to that in the episode. Excellent. Excellent. That's great. I did not know they were Canadian either. I didn't either. And we're going to talk about all that. Fun. And an episode. And more. And much, much more, I'm sure. All right, you guys. So well Richard done. Dreyfus and Holly Hunter in the movie. Always. No. <laughs> Jim, 2010s, Jim. You're not. And Bye. stop. Holy shit. Baja California, Mexico. There's always the sun. There's always the sun. Please follow We Will Rank You at We Will Rank You Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and let us know how you would rank this week's tunes. Sam writes about music on the web at YourOlderBrother.com. You can find Adam's music page at You're Doing Great. That's Y-E-R-D-O-I-N. Please subscribe, rank, and review our show at your favorite pod place, and send us a note with suggestions and flattery to WeWillRankYouPod at gmail.com.